So you've decided to listen to the Reality Czars podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this, listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list, the Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen, if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now, your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the reality czars, Nate and Paranoid American. And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is Reality Zars Podcast, and we are hosting tonight, Nathan and Thomas, the paranoid motherfucking American. What's up, guys? Hey, you, I thought you were going to match my energy. <laughs> and, uh, everyone, we have John Brisson on. I'm super stoked. Uh, buddy, I've listened to you on a ton of podcasts, and I'm always impressed. You all, you're fucking interesting. You're funny. Like, I'm excited to have this conversation, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, I am too as well. I'm glad to join the both of y'all here, and um, thank you for the kind words. And um, when's the earliest you heard me? I'm just curious because I have changed. Have you noticed my views and the way I look at the world has morphed over time? So I'm just curious, like how far back? Back my first instances of Gramerica, the higher side no. chats. Like how far are we going back here? I think the first time I heard you was probably like eight months ago. Okay. So okay. I've heard, yeah. So I think that, um, I think the first time I listened to you, I, I'm trying, I was trying to fucking remember actually the first place I listened to you because I wanted to re listen to it back. Uh, but like, um, I think the first time I heard you speaking, you were basically talking about, uh, like, uh, the right wing and I think like right wing conspiracy culture and even like right wing libertarians, how they were infiltrated. Um, and it was a really fucking fascinating thing, dude. Cause like, I mean, that's sort of kind of what I consider myself like a right wing libertarian conspiracy theorist kind of nut job. Um, and, uh, so a lot of those guys are like my heroes and you're like, uh, council on foreign relations or whatever the right wing version of that is. And that's for national policy. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh fuck, dude!" And you're kind of like, "You're shitting on, you're shitting in my Kool Aid," and but it was fascinating, like in a good way, because like I don't, I don't have, I don't keep sacred cows. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Uh, I mean, I've had people talk about like Jesus being a Sasquatch. I mean, I'm a Christian, and I've had people say that Jesus was a Sasquatch. I've heard had people say that Jesus was a pedophile. You know, I've had bizarre people on here to telling me. Oh, well, not bizarre people. Well, yeah, some of them were bizarre, but like bizarre conversation. Yes, yeah. is what I'm saying. And, and I'm willing to have those bizarre conversations, so I don't get my feelings hurt. Because maybe that's the autism. I get like, like I keep. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, like I, I have. I can uh, watch things from afar, and it and it doesn't hurt. Uh, is that make make me a sociopath? I don't you know. Also, can hear loud though. noises. You freak out when you hear loud noises too, right? And if someone touches your face, there's like a bunch of different signs if so, that you show. If somebody touches my ear, do you have my baseball? Is this? <laughs> I guess we all we could call this the beard you. the beard bros podcast, huh? Because we're all got uh, killer beards going on. Who's got uh, a Who's got a ruler, gentlemen? Uh-oh, we're measuring Are we gonna beers. Do this? We're doing a beer contest. Are we okay? good? No, we, no, we don't have to. Uh, I don't want to. Size doesn't anybody. matter, guys. 
<laughs> I had one one time that made me look like I was homeless. It was so big where it was like, Dude, you know, I'm you get to a point there. where it doesn't grow down, but it starts growing like super bushy. Like mm -hmm. that's just how my beard is, where it kind of gets curly and the more bushier it gets, the greater, like the more it comes out the sides and stuff like that and everything. Eventually I was like, yeah, this is a little too much. A little too I was much. hoping Red Dead Redemption would turn that around for us. Like it would start being cool because like every cowboy started looking like that in Red Dead. And it was like I, I finally felt seen and heard for the first time in that my life. That is true. Yes, that is very true. Yes. And then I guess Grand Theft Auto 6. I'm thinking about playing it. it. I, haven't, I haven't made my mind up yet. Vice City, you know, Tommy Versetti was my favorite one of all time. You know, and now I'm like... Uh... They also had the motorcycle tricks, which got taken away right after Vice City. Like, at that's least true, the, yes. the extent of them. They gave it back as, as a regular... But anyways, that's... Let's just talk about GTA for the Yeah, I mean, is, is Tommy Versetti going to come back? I mean, I mean is he, is he going to make an appearance? Is it going to be really bad and, you know, cr you know, crush whatever, you know, teenage... You know, eyes of remember playing Vice City. Yes, at but but he's also gonna be a disabled Filipino middle schooler. <sighs> yeah, something to that effect. He's gonna be woke. You know, he's gonna be woke now. Or so, I I don't know, but that would make just... it more fun. I honestly would love to be like a woke, like have a woke GTA, and now you're just like mowing down. Uh, like horrible racist queer and... like <laughs> i mean I, I would play the hell out of it dude i don't know if you guys ever played postal back in the day or especially postal i did two. I, postal two yeah and Very gary much. coleman was in there and you could just like at any point whip out your dick and just pee on whoever was talking to you and they would start vomiting and then if someone else saw them doing that they would vomit and then all of a sudden like what was going to be like a, a like a run and gun mission just turns into everyone vomiting on each other and dying and choking and it was could an amazing you use that game, to your dude. advantage like if you were like let's say you were like on a heist mission could you make like the whole room full of like guards start puking yeah. and you steal shit kind of but it wasn't yeah. like that and you could actually do a pacifist route too as well which is the hardest way to play postal too actually An, um, um, a man of culture i see yeah but now i i, I don't know i've got to get convicted about playing certain games now and i don't think i could go back to really playing postal really too. what's like yeah. what would be the conflict I don't know. The Holy Spirit kind of, you know, makes me be like, yeah, should I really watch this? Should I really play this? You know, it's like sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, I had to stop fart know. porn because, like, I'm just kidding. I don't. What about cum snorting? Is cum snorting on the table? <laughs> all porns, all porns off the table. I've, I've given. Is it that up. porn though? What if, what if you don't have any sexual satisfaction whatsoever, and you're just incredibly fat? The way that people watch like eye surgery videos. What if cum snorting Dude, was your version of eye surgery? Way I watch like blackhead popping videos. I like I come when I'm watching those. Like that's degenerate. That's degenerate. <laughs> too much. Uh, the popping of the pimples is too disgusting. Okay. Uh, and, and, it's fair. And Every, it, you're allowed to have lines. Like that's what that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean. I, the eye surgery videos is also degenerate if that's your thing where you're like watching really is that that's the I mean, th I mean think about it if you're watching like mutilation videos right and you're getting like it you might not get any sexual pleasure of it but you're getting some sort of dopamine response when you're watching th this mutilation occur, i'm right? getting like a, a dopamine response when i'm eating a steak 
But that I mean, like, true. I guess if you take it too far, then it's gluttony. Or well, I mean, <laughs> like this, obviously, it's got I pleasure. I'm trying to, to figure it out. It's like we all we watch, all have sins that we do. Watch a pimple popping video, but if you like it too much, you better turn that off. <laughs> the, there's lines to it, you know. It's like yeah. I, I myself deal with gluttony. We all deal with sins that we individually struggle with, right? Yeah. But then you know, there's some things where you know you're like. Yeah, you know, like I'm talking about playing Grand Theft Auto Six, right? And I'm like, eh. you know, I mean, I don't. I mean, to me, it's, to me, it's not going to be five, and it's not going to be four. They're already ripping off Thelma and Louise. All right, I mean, I mean, uh, Thelma and Louise, Bonnie and Clyde. It looks like a kind of a woke version of both of those being, in, uh, you know, combination with each other. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just. You know, maybe uh, I'm looking through the, you know, the CMP Gamergate glasses, you know, that Bannon was up there commanding all that, right? And the wokeness in video games and stuff like that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it won't be. But to me, it looks like it's going to be. It looks like, I don't know. Like, I'll say this. Before the trailer and everything I was hearing about it being woke, I wasn't going to play it. Now, since I saw the trailer, I was like, well... Maybe, <laughs> you know, so I mean, I, I don't know. I, where, where do y'all stand? Are you going to play it or not? I yes can't no. not play it. I, I honestly only slightly jokingly say that I feel like I was born at this time and put on this earth to play GTA 6 and every other GTA iteration. <laughs> like there's no other. I can't find an, an explanation of why something like that would exist and why I would exist at the same time and why I would be so incredibly drawn to it. I played the very first GTA. I remember installing the OG top-down GTA on like all the school computers, uh, public school in like the late '90s, and playing the hell out of that thing. So like you're I, slightly older than me, slightly. I didn't start playing till GTA Three. Okay, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I graduated in 2000, so uh, I graduated in, like, in 04. The, in the very early or in the very late nineties. Yeah. We were playing GTA in like the computer labs and in the library and stuff before anyone even knew what the hell this was. And, and honestly, even when the, the GTA 3d that came out for the PlayStation one, I didn't even know that that was the same game. It didn't, I mean, it was clearly not the same game, but like, I feel like I was born to play GTA from the day I was placed on this planet. So if that answers your question, the first one, eh, the second one, Okay, the third one, pretty good. Vice City is my favorite. San Andreas was good. The fourth one was good. And the fifth one was... I mean, the fourth one and the fifth one were, were pretty good. I'd probably give them eight or nine, roughly. Um, but you know, everybody has their favorite. favorite too. It was my favorite. Just the 80s and just Tommy Versetti and the Scarface ripoff. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, in my opinion. So. Dude, I grew up with Jaws on the NES, so at this point, like anything slightly <laughs> better than that is an amazing game. So GTA is just light years beyond that. Yeah, computer that labs, true. they always existed. And keyboard class, so they taught you how to type on a keyboard. And yeah. Yep. Dude, when I was really little, like, because not everybody had fucking video games when they were a kid, right? Like, there was like a... Sp there was a spot it was called wally works and it was a it was a spot where they had like probably like 50 computers and like 20 playstations and 20 xboxes or you know whatever the gaming systems was and so you could go and just pay by the hour and you just play unlimited video games yeah, cyber cafes had, kind of yeah it was yeah it was basically yeah. like an internet cafe but for video games and like that was the first place that i played like duke nukem and i like saw boobs 
Like, it, you know, like when you're going to another amazing yeah. game. Dude, it was yeah, amazing. I prefer Duke Nukem over Doom, to be honest with you. And the humor was was better in my I did like Wolfenstein, though. I think it was probably my favorite Wolfenstein was pretty genre great. of games. That was good stuff. <laughs> the new Wolfenstein, the newest one, a 3D one, was not that great. But the original Have you ever played Redneck Rampage? No, actually, no, I oh, can't. Oh, my friend. I, I, I don't think I played it, no. I don't think I have, it, no. So imagine the Duke Nukem engine, but it's all rednecks, and you drink moonshine, and you get drunk, and you and you take peyote in the middle of the desert, and you trip out, and you also have a gun with you at all times. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, what are you shooting? It's normal. <laughs> what are you Thomas, shooting? Are you shooting, yeah. Other rednecks. Mm. And aliens. And I'm not kidding. Yeah, that was the the plot was the aliens. So it was like came. deliverance with the other rednecks. Is it like there's a lot of deliverance jokes? Oh yeah, it was very to, self aware. Had to have been. Had to have been. So you guys are almost my age. I mean, I think I'm slightly younger than both of you. Maybe. Uh, did any of you guys play the Chex Mix game? Yes, I loved it. Chex Quest. Dude, that was yes. such a fucking fun game. It was yeah, a it was doom ripoff, but it was great. I loved it. It was free too. It was an excellent game. Dude, I want to play that again. I think you could probably find like an emulator, right? You can probably yeah. find it for free. Yeah, there's somewhere. people that still yeah. play it to this day. Mm -hmm. Dude. There's probably like speed runs, and some Korean kid probably made like 20 grand this year making a speed run of the Chex Mix game. And you're laughing, yeah. but I bet you that's true. No, I'm laughing because you're probably right, too. It's how <laughs> absurd everything is. I would Dude. love to use a time machine for the only reason to go back and just like show my parents that kids are making more than their collective income over their lifetimes in one year of playing Doom and be like, you know, you'll never get a job for playing this and just be like, oh, how wrong you were. How wrong you were, guys. You could have, yeah, you could have been an early adopter for YouTube. You could have been a vlog boy. Dude, uh, yeah, I don't. We could remind me one time when I tell you how I almost won the Blockbuster Championship of Florida, but go ahead. Uh-oh. Solus. Do you guys remember this game? My favorite early Nintendo game was Solus. Solstice. No. That was the top-down, the isometric with the little wizard, and you'd had to get, like, po that was, like, an impossible game, I think. I think I'm thinking of the right one. No, I mean, I had NES. It was one of my <clears throat> first systems. I, um... But no, I don't remember it. No, um, mm -mm. I did play a lot of RPG games growing up, though. My favorites were like Earthbound, uh, I was totally Final Fantasy right. Tactics. Mm -hmm. This is the one the isometric with like little potions and crap. Okay, I played a lot of those games. So. Can you guys explain why Super Mario Brothers 3 was the best game to ever come out until that time? Because uh, it just was the best game that ever came out, dude. Oh, yeah, all right. Good enough. All right, Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World? 3. Well, dude, I, maybe, I maybe I'm dating myself. I could make an argument for Donkey Kong Country. I could also make an, an argument for Banjo and Kazooie, the original. Oh, Banjo Kazooie, yeah, the original yeah. excellent game. Alex it's actually yeah, well, pretty hard. Alex the Kid was for Sega, I believe. Uh, and I actually, 
Our our family had a Sega Master System because it was way cheaper than the NES at some point because they were yeah, just like not doing a great job. No. Um, but man, it was a superior system. I swear it was. It didn't have better games, but the graphics were unbelievably better than the NES. They were like Dude, more saturated. Sega was always and... like a step above with the graphics. I remember I got a Sega Saturn like when everyone else had a PlayStation because like. Dude, the graphics were better. The games That's were baller, fucking awesome. That's baller, bro. The, the Saturn was not the cheapest console when it came out either. The Dreamcast was still my favorite console. The Dreamcast was still my favorite console of kid. all time. What was that? The Dreamcast is still my favorite console of all time. It still is Dreamcast is pretty sweet, dude. Um, what were the big games for Dreamcast? Well, the best thing about Dreamcast is, is it had no piracy, no piracy protection, so you could burn games. So I was downloading mm. games on my 56k modem in high school and playing them on my Dreamcast for nothing. And you had to mod; there's no mod yeah. chips or nothing. That's all right. Awesome. Okay. So I was playing Power Stone two and Marvel vs. Capcom two, like all the fighting games and Sonic Adventure two and like Resident Evil. Like I was playing everything. That would have been a like, game changer. It took forever to download them, though. It took like it took me a week to download Rival Schools, but it was worth it in the end. So that's that's uh, I feel like our generation's version of like I walked to school uh, in you know two miles and two feet of snow. But it's like I legitimately remember downloading like Wu Tang Forever and starting it at six p.m. and waking up at six a.m. and being like, oh, it's almost done. You know what I mean? Like it ran Dude, all the way, and it was just I'm like some crappy MP3. Like weird porn from LimeWire as a kid and oh, stuff, God. and, like, waiting for it, like... <laughs> yeah, it would take, like, two days, but I'd be like, oh, and then sometimes it'd be like, they'd, they'd lie to you and it's actually gay. <laughs> you, like, started, you're like, this is, when's the girl coming? And then they Do you ever see Plus Plus <laughs> and having to use direct downloading, like, LimeWire and Kazaa and stuff oh, like dude. that and everything? And, and, you know, and then you had the... Uh, the people uh, getting sued by the music industries for downloading Hulk, music, bro. right? It was the the Hulk came out and it, it got like half of my friends, and that was the one that that scared the Jesus out of me. And I I went towards uh, an even better solution. Yeah, I yeah, mean, what I, year was that? Uh, we just had a comment talking about buying cigarettes when you were eighteen. When did it turn to twenty one? And what kind of bullshit is that? I remember wait, I could buy cigarettes now? at eighteen. Yeah, you can't buy cigarettes until you're twenty one. In what state? You know that? Is that just oh, a free thing? Sorry, Thomas, what were you saying? I oh, think so North it, Carolina you could do 18. I'm sure of it. Maybe it's just a fucking Oregon thing. Uh, they say 94, 95. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It's 21 in Florida now, too. Yeah. 2021, it changed in Florida. Wow. Okay, yeah. It's 21. And I mean, I haven't smoked and I haven't dipped tobacco. Yeah. More. In years but yeah this is the I'm hill that i'm gonna die on if do you guys want to march on city hall over this any chance bring you down the cigarette i mean if you <laughs> let our 18 year old smoke again <laughs> <laughs> it says california is 21 yep yeah dude okay. i don't know when the fuck that started but that's bullshit you should be able that's to have crazy. lung if i'm allowed to go and shoot people you should be able to do all do whatever the fuck you want at 18 you guys feel the same about heroin? No. Yeah. I'm not. Absolutely. No. I mean, I don't think you should do heroin. My father was a heroin addict, and that's a, a, pretty much what killed him. I don't, like, advocate for heroin. So was my I, father, I, too. Yeah. What about uh, but, opium? What if it's just straight-up opium? No. Nah. 
I'm not I'm not libertarian when it comes to 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 drug laws. Though I think the war on drugs has been a ma massive failure, but I think it's been done by design though. Um I'm not for the mass legalization either. I I don't really I don't think there is any governmental solution. I don't think there's any solution period. Well, you know, I think I'll, that's I'll, my solution for everything almost is that the government just shouldn't be involved. It's the same thing where like I'm personally pro life as fuck, but it's still a weird thing to like Okay, like because if when you do make a, a law against it, let's say as after a certain trimester, like in like a woman has like a miscarriage, like you, you do have to start treating it almost like a suspected homicide. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. There's yeah. these arguments where like the government would get involved and like, like dude. I would love a new like film noir genre, but it's just all about like investigating like who killed this aborted baby. Sorry, I just I really do think that there's there's a niche for that. It would be a new um, form of law and order. This person's blowing my mind. Says you can make morphine from giant dandelions. Is that true? That sounds <laughs> suspect because doesn't morphine come directly Poppies? from opium? Poppies. <laughs> I don't think dandelions. I don't think dandelions are poppies. Opium. Uh, poppies and dandelions aren't the same thing. To, you know, at least I don't think they fall in the same. No, they're definitely not the same think, plant. For sure. I don't think that's real. I don't think that's real. This I think is someone like, is is selling this dude dandelions and like, no, trust me, bro. <laughs> if you smoke enough, you'll you'll dude, feel this it. This is like when they told me that if I smoked banana peels, I'd get really high, and I tried it. I and then or no, remember was, nutmeg. Remember nutmeg. I did that the by the way, and it does work. Though. It does work. Mess you up though. It will mess you up though. <laughs> It, um, yeah, it honestly, it, okay. from personal Which experience, I felt clarifying. like I was drunk for three days. That's what Nutmeg did to me. Uh, they want to clarify just the giant ones, not the tiny ones. I guess it's oh, really that makes all matter. the different those magically have opiates <laughs> in them. It may be, dude. I don't know, unless I'm we're talking about certain... dandelions with like the big wink at the end, dandelions. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Tex Texacutum officiel, huh? But that's a common dandelion. Like I... the last. Yeah, but they use but they use the Latin the, the Latin version of it. So I don't you know. Maybe there's. I mean, Wikipedia doesn't say that that you can make morphine out of it. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't are, know, so but are maybe the all... anarchist cookbook. I mean, that's part of the, they're, they don't want you to know you can get morphine from dandelions. And that's why like <laughs> big Monsanto <laughs> is like trying to wipe out all the fucking with, uh, what's that terrible roundup? Round round it's roundup. They're, yeah, it. round they're trying to keep you from like that sweet, sweet heroin in your front. So I guess, I guess apparently there's a, 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 a plant that makes opiate makes dandelion like flowers. But contains a uh, uh, an uh, opium-like substance called prickly wild lettuce. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that this is like a DM? I thought that was a DMT analog, though. Mm, from what I see, it makes kind of like some sort of like um, like lactarium, right? So it's like a pain reliever. And I don't yeah, know if how to make concentrated that. wild lettuce extract for pain. I mean, at that point, though, why don't you just grow an opium? Why are you going through all the trouble with the dandelion lettuce? 
But if it's like just because the lactarium is legal, the opium is not legal. Is it though? Is it though? Because like if I have like mushrooms just growing in my yard, if I pick them, then I get in trouble. That is true. Is that really you know, true? It, yeah, dude. No, hundred percent. No, in uh, it's in the same with opium. County, it's the same with opium poppies. Yeah, you can you can technically I think grow well, them, but if you try you to grow them, you can't cultivate them because That's the correct, law is yeah. against the cultivation, not necessarily the growing. So, potato, tomato. In Humble, uh, where where I'm from. All the shrooms, they don't grow out of cow patties. They grow in the dunes. So they grow in like in like um like on the beach, basically, on the dunes, like near the coast. And so like after the first rain, you have cops waiting for them. Mm. They just like they just right. camp out there because they know that all the hippies and the young kids are gonna go out there and fill up trash bags full of mushrooms. Well, I'm glad they're getting rid of that scourge in our society mm -hmm. of hippies picking mushrooms on the coastline. Well, I'm like Red Foreman, you know, like off to that 70s show, right? You know, I blame the hippies for everything. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I met a dirtbag punk the other day. Uh, he was this old man, he, a self-described punk. And he was wearing a leather jacket and had all of his patches and, and a big one with... Uh, Charles Manson on it and just said fuck hippies and I think it had like anyways he's an interesting guy he explained to me that uh hippies or I guess punks hate hippies and they're, they're like mortal enemies I had no idea I, I, I went to that either show. really I've huh. heard that yeah I went yeah I didn't know it's new to me I went to a punk show because I had a buddy that was playing in a band and it was fun I mean the problem is that like the whole punk scene especially in Portland because that's where I'm at right now um they're all like vaccinated queer vegans. Seems you know, about right. So they're like the epitome. Like they're the opposite of punk. They're just so a bunch Portlandia of like became pig. became real life. Is the show Portlandia became real life? Is that what you're telling the me? The bar was a vegan bar. We were at a vegan bar. Everybody was like corpse white. Everyone had like long greasy fucking hair. They were all kind of like like crust punks. You know what those are? Like the Not dirty smelliest no. kind of punks. Those are those are like Thomas Google that crest punk. I don't know how to spell that, but if you kind of type it in, you'll get you'll see exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Just like the movie, yeah, the movie book The Outsiders. That's what this person said. Yes, they. Oh, kind okay, of look like okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Thomas is pulling it up here. This isn't the outsider. Uh, it wasn't the Outsiders, like 1950s rockabilly. <laughs> Yeah, Giants. but that's semi the aesthetic, the leather. Yeah, yeah, these are crest punks, and uh, but like th these are like cleaned up versions. What you're getting on Google, think of like a Portland vegan that hasn't like eaten anything besides like I don't know, like microwave like bean and bean and rice burritos, and uh, is very vaccinated and very gay. And uh, does really wanted to over. connect it to crust punk? Maybe it's crust punk. It might be crust punk, which makes a little bit more. Yeah, this is no, like, that, this that, sounds like that looks like about. the freaks that I. Yep, there was a lot of those. Is that an Aquafina? That's awesome. Or no, it's like it's like a a denim. Dude, they're aggressively ugly too. They're like they're like. I mean, 
like that's Portland's aesthetic, though. They're like, you know, they could be normal looking people, but they're trying their are, hardest to be ugly. Are these Portland tens? Dude, I'm not kidding. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Got young Einstein here. I like that movie. I like them in that movie, at least. You know, every time I think about the whole co- the culture of Portland and, and Seattle, Washington, it just makes me think of how actually degenerate Kurt Cobain was, if you really think about what he pushed on society during the 90s. So I also talk about the same with Roseanne, right? Like everybody grew up, you know, watching Roseanne, but, you know, Roseanne's now America's Talmudic Kabbalist Q grandmother, right? You know, where she's standing up there with Trump, right? And she's like, yeah, and I'm like... Yeah, but he did a lot of destroying of society in the 90s, you know, like this ain't no. Yeah, like you're not taking it back from the globalists when you I mean, you like I remember they rebooted the Connors and you were perfectly fine and actually applauding them having a transsexual. I I mean, a transgender Connor, you know, so I'm like, it hasn't changed. Like your morals are nowhere, you know, but they're still trying to push. Roseanne Barr as like someone that we're supposed to be like, yeah, that's right. I remember Roseanne and now she's with Trump and they're taking down the deep state. You know? Well, dude, honestly, dude, Trump has like Trump introduced degeneracy to the right wing. Like, I mean, the right wing has always been trying to degenerate because they were like anti-woke culture, right? But like Trump like made like your Christian mother that is like uptight and this and that that loves Donald Trump also has to like contend with that he was like <laughs> on his third wife and cheating on his pregnant current wife with a stripper slash whore. While he's backstage <laughs> he's like, at like the, the Mrs. T yeah. America pageant, right? Yeah, and then she's like, yeah. well, he's God's Christian warrior. You know, <laughs> and you're like, so like, it's a real, like, it's like, it's, it's making the right wing that kind of thinks that they pretend that they like trad values, like totally just like step and roll and dog shit. It's, it's one of the, big, really it's one of the biggest things. It's one of the biggest things to determine really who does have traditional values and who does care about conservatism and who's part of conservatism Inc. You know, that's what I call it. Like, what are they conserving? They're not conserving anything, you know? And so you had Trump who Trump's literally holding a pride flag up. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I love you guys, you know? And then like, well, when he's holding up the Israeli flag, he might as well be holding up a pride progress flag. The gayest city in the world is fucking (laughs) Tel Aviv, you know, but I mean, he's, he's doing both. You know, and the thing is, is they're like, you know, well, Trump, Trump is ordained by God. I'm like, no, no, Trump's not a Christian. (laughs) He he said that he's never asked God for forgiveness ever. You know, and I'm like, this is the best. It's like what Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson is supposedly fighting against, uh, um, you know, transgenderism. Right. Supposedly, allegedly. Right. That's what they say. Right. But then he, he comes up there and he goes, well, don't worry about gay marriage. That's already been done and settled. Don't don't worry about don't worry about gay marriage at all. That's already law. Just worry about the transgenders now. So does that mean in five or ten years Tucker's going to be like, look, we lost the war of transgenders. Okay, it's fine now. Don't worry about it now. Now Tucker's have- going to start tucking, and he's going to be a fucking transgender, and then and then you're gonna you're just going to accept it, and that that is what happens because conservatives literally cannot. For the life of them, can serve anything. That's true. That's true. Absolutely nothing. 
like I think that is like the perfect way that like uh, Michael Malice ha- like uh, has said it is like conservatism is just progressivism driving in the speed limit li- or whatever the fuck that is is driving in uh, driving the speed limit because it's fucking true because they they absolutely like you're absolutely right you cannot find a mainstream any type of Republican that will actually say well I'm against gay marriage we should reverse that no. not one. But no. the Democratic platform in 1995 was like the marriage is between a man and a woman. And now you can't find a Republican today that will say well, that. Well, Obama said it. Obama said it in 2008. Yeah. He wouldn't Obama say it again, though. Hillary was saying it until 2013. But that's None of them would say it moved. again, though. That's how far yeah. they move things, though, Thomas. That's how far they've moved everything. They've moved, like, he won't say it again. None of them will, but they keep moving the goalposts, you know? And so that's where it ends up. And, I mean, I've done a 13-part expose on Tucker. I mean, Tucker, I mean, where do we start? Two separate Comet Pizza Ping Pong reviews that he was a part of in 2000 and, between 2007 and 2009 as a frequent visitor. Um, he was good friends with David Brock forever. I don't care about this Media Matters Tucker feud nonsense. It's not true. you can Because they met through his father. They met through uh, Dick Carlson, and, and 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 you know you you I mean he was visiting Comet Pizza Ping Pong for years. Have you had their walnut sauce though? Just no, 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 no. <laughs> you just don't you don't get it. Nah, 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 nah. I you know it's interesting. Before PizzaGate broke, because I have celiac disease, and I was looking, I was uh, in the D.C. area, uh, driving through through I ninety five to go up north. And I was like, you know, uh, there's this place called Comet Pizza. They got a gluten-free pizza, supposedly. I didn't end up going. I'm glad I never went. Now, you know, looking back at hindsight being 2020, right? You know, but like I almost did. I almost ate a Comet Pizza. I hear they have a kid's menu, too. Cheese pizza? (laughs) No, I'm more of a pepperoni pizza guy myself. Um but, I, but, think, you know, I think they're all code words for something bad. I don't think there's a right answer. Yeah, to that. I don't think <laughs> that, that, is, that is true. Yes, but, but I'll just get a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how could Tucker? How could Tucker be best friends with Hunter Biden, where Hunter Biden's literally writing recommendations for his kids to get in college? Okay, and be good friends with James Alphonse and David David Brock. Okay, what are the odds? What are the odds that Tucker Carlson excuses? <laughs> You know, uh, uh, Hunter Biden for a while being like, oh, just leave him alone. He's got a drug problem. He's had enough problems. Just leave him alone. Leave him alone. You know, it's like how many excuses do people make for the idols that they make in the in, in their right wing idols? It's crazy. Like the 2016 election and Cambridge Analytica and the Council for National Policy and the way they brainwashed, they literally hijacked conspiracy, which has always been set up this way. So that they can literally make it mainstream. Because I remember when my dad, who was a conspiracy theorist, used to talk about, you know, uh, the CFR and people would like be like in Bilderberg and laugh in his face. Like it doesn't matter who you were talking to, anybody, mostly 95% of the people you talk to would laugh in his face. All right. Where now you talk to a person about it. And yeah, you still have people that don't buy into conspiracies. Okay. But the majority majority of people out there now are like, yeah, 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 the World Economic Forum and, and and Klaus Schwab, who looks like a Bond villain, but they don't tell you about the other side, which is the World Future Society, and Barbara Marks Hubbard and, and Klaus Schwab's mentor is World Future Society member Herman Kahn. You know, they don't talk about the WFS, they all talk about the WEF. So they've been 
you know, 2016 is literally when they initiated the masses, the beginning of the externalization of the hierarchy that Alice Bailey wrote about. That's where it starts. And we're told in conspiracy culture, this is the best thing ever. That's what we've been programmed. Finally, the Great Awakening will happen. Finally, the fifth dimension will be unveiled and and, and the Pleiadians will come down. Like In conspiracy culture, we've been programmed that this leads to a great thing where finally the world takes back, you know, the reins of power from the elite. But the issue is, is if you've been, you know, it took me a long time because I, I didn't believe this at first, you know, it took me a long time to kind of have this, you know, um, this kind of shift in the way that I see the world in that, you know, conspiracism has been hijacked for closer than a hundred years or even more to set up for this to happen, to set up for 2016 with Donald Trump and conspiracies to be unveiled to the world for it to happen. And we're told it's a good thing, but it's not, not a good thing. It's coming to fruition like hard right now. Like we just had a comment saying Alex Jones is a big player and I still, honestly, I have a soft spot in my heart. I love Alex Jones, but I, I do have to say like listening to him, like the whole, like, fake controversy about him now now he's allowed back on x and now and like and you know and i'm listening to him and, and steven crowder and talking about how like no no we're the mainstream we're we're beating the, the globalists and we're the great awakening is happening right now and everybody is getting ready for this and 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 he is talking about like there are the mainstream now and like dude i mean he kind of is at this point like Alex Jones yeah. gets way more downloads, way more views, and has way more credibility than CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. Like your your father at home right now probably trusts Alex Jones, and rightfully so in some ways more than he does the mainstream media. But that totally does open up. It gives Alex Jones his power because he has this like he has this like like cue of like a uh, victim, and he has this he has this hue of. Uh, like he's the one that is uh, what's what's the fucking word that I'm looking for? He's the one that's being persecuted, and they're trying to keep what he has to say under wraps. And but he's been right about so many things, and that and now like he has this huge like fucking like I'm not saying Alex Jones pariah. is the he's like a pariah. <laughs> but like if he wanted to be the antichrist he could be he, like it's fucking funny man like he he is the mainstream now Alex well, Jones, very much so. everybody knows his name he's been talked about so fucking much you're like everybody knows who he is because of the sandy hook thing because of the fucking like being in the courts and dragged through all this stuff and now and that makes him look like more of a victim too and then he he's a giant fucking Zionist now too, which is super fucking lame. I'm like Alex, what happened to you, dude? Did they? Did, always, what did you do with the way, drove man. when the cameras turned off, or when you thought the cameras turned off? Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's all he's always been that way. You know, I, he's always been he's always been in with the Council for National Policy. I showed, you know, from his original. Uh, websites that I could pull from the early InfoWars websites and early, early Prison Planet websites. Well, who did he suggest people go to? Drudge, which is CMP, 
uh, World Net Daily, Friar, which is CMP. Uh, he was pushing CMP people and CMP talking points almost from his inception when he was on the World Wide Web in 1998-1999. I mean, Prison Planet's a Scientology term, and there's vast connections between Alex Jones and Scientology. Josh Reeves, you know, fleshed that out in his movie, The Secret Right Volume 2, you know, and later with Spellcasters with Jim Mars, who I once admired greatly, but He's got vast Scientology connections too, you know? And so you start, you're like, okay, so why? It's like with Alex Jones, like literally, anybody who saw has any faith in Alex Jones, I'm about to destroy you right here and now with what just happened, okay? So he did a space with Elon Musk and a whole bunch of people, and he literally starts worshiping Elon Musk, literally. And he's like, oh, well, you know, Elon Musk is talking about the Neuralink, right? Which we all think is, is, is obviously bad, right? I mean, anybody with, you know, two I don't brain know. cells. I'm on the fence. Okay. I'm on the fence. All right. We'll talk about that. All right. That'll be an interesting. That'll be an interesting debate between us. All right. You know, I. He's like, it'll give sight to the blind, and it'll cure all these diseases. And Alex Jones is like, well, if you're doing it, Elon Musk, and it's not someone else, then I'm okay with it, and I'll plug it, and it's fine. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, no, you know, and so are people going to start just like Alex Jones was shilling the vaccine initially. Alex Jones was shilling. Yeah, he was. You can go back. I didn't know that. Thomas, he was initially shilling the vaccine with Mike Adams, who's got deep connections to Scientology. Okay, I've done two shows on Mike Adams connections to Scientology, and they were shilling the vaccine initially and they were shilling lockdowns. They were saying Trump's our guy. And they were talking about Rex 84 camps, which Alex Jones has done a complete about face at that says that Rex 84 camps, the, the conventional knowledge that, you know, FEMA camps is going to put dis- dissonance, American dissonance in those camps. You know, that's how it was in the in 1980s. It was supposed to be for uh, there was going to be a war in the in, in, in uh, 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 Latin America that they're that they were going to send dissonance, you know, like. Hippies were dissidents in the 60s. The new dissidents in the 80s were going to go to the Rex 84 camps. That's what the plan was for, right? He says that's communist liberal propaganda. In reality, those camps were there because if there was a stabilization in uh, Latin America, that immigrants would come across the border and they were going to put immigrants in those camps. And it was not for the dissidents. And that if Trump had to do that, that he would back Trump and that the FEMA camps were a good thing. I have I have the video of him and Mike Adams both saying it, both praising Trump and praising the FEMA camps. He did a completely 100% 180, all right? That's that that's that's messed up. That's messed up because if Trump's in power, then all this stuff is okay. And same thing he was I'm using logic regret, with the vaccine. I'm going to regret the back tattoo <laughs> that I got now. Why is it a QR code? Oh no! <laughs> Actually, I got. Yeah, true. Okay. What's what's the what's the back tattoo? What what what? It just it what was is... just Alex Jones, and then I got a Vax right after that. Now I'm regretting both of those. Yeah, the Alex Jones one. But hey, he was the guy who, again, I learned at I Eleven was an inside job from him. I didn't listen to my own father when he was saying it. But, you know, Alex Jones, I did in 2008, you know. So, again, like Nate, I have still have a little affinity for him. But he's a New World Order shill. He is. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, me listening to him just the other day, he was on Michael Malice's show, and he was talking about, like, well, I mean, uh, I wouldn't trust uh, uh, Klaus Schwab's brain chip. 
uh, because I, I know the, what he would use it for. But like, I want everybody to be able to use uh, brain chips if they need them. So uh, if there's a brain chip that's going to help me do this or that, then give me the brain chip right now. And I'm like, for real, Alex Jones? Like, you're ready to take the brain chip for, like, like I'm like, dog, he's he's just, like, he's trying to get, like, people that are, like, nut jobs like me that, like, fuck you, I'm getting a brain chip. Go fuck yourself. Uh, right here. I'm well, a real I, well, there's, an, here. there's an important uh, well, distinction here. Because I'm curious. Are you, I could get the brain chip. And I should get the brain chip. Are you anti-brain chips across yes. the board or just yes. anti Elon Musk brain chips? I'm both. I, dude, I'm telling you right now that I was one of those people that like literally they would say like, hey, if I had a COVID vaccine in one hand, I'd like we're going to get kicked off to YouTube. I don't give a fuck. Or a gun against your head. Which one are you taking? I'm like, <laughs> shoot me in the fucking head. I was the same before way. Before I touched that I, shit. I was the same way. My friends had a thing where they were like, <laughs> Would you would you rather do heroin or take or take the vaccine? Or would you rather the only liquid you could drink is Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, aspartame. The only liquid could drink no water or nothing. The only liquid I could drink is is Diet Coke for the rest of my life. Would I take that or get the vaccine? I said, give me the Diet Coke. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. Yeah. But yeah, Alex Jones and Mike Adams shield the vaccine. They said because Trump produced it through Operation Warp Speed that it was safe. He said that for at least a few weeks, if not for a few months. <laughs> at the very start of Operation Warp Speed in the pandemic. Jesus Christ. Which one of those came with the donut? <laughs> Dude, they, they were having fucking, they were having joints for jabs where I was. You could fucking that sounds, walk that sounds you could right for Portland. I mean, right. in all seriousness, if I'm 18 and I'm broke and I and someone tells me that I can I can get some free weed for taking a job and a donut and some fries, uh, I don't know, man. Buddy, it, it, it it would not feel like that big of a ones. stretch. Here in North Carolina, it was fried chicken. I they would not. not give you those joints until you're fucking 21. Sorry, what were we saying, John? I said here in North Carolina it was fried chicken. <laughs> Dude, I think the worst thing that I had heard um is they were they were offering um uh, they were going to like poor black neighborhoods and they specifically said that they were targeting barbershops with this with uh with information like they were trying to like with disinformate whatever you want to call it. They were like propaganda. <laughs> Someone slides in like say yeah. jive turkeys. Y'all heard about this yeah. super dope. <laughs> Uh-huh, exactly, dude. And they were giving out Thomas, what's that fucking what's that fucking like really shitty restaurant that uh uh black people love in the south? It's like a breakfast spot, like you can go and like you know what I'm talking about? What's it's like black people uh, Denny's. What's black I have people no Denny's? Idea. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the Denny's. Waffle House. <laughs> waffle House, Waffle House. Oh, don't don't you dare start talking hey, no, 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 about no, no, Waffle House. No, no. Hold hey, on. Waffle House is amazing. Hold on. No, no, no. Yeah. I didn't say anything no. bad about it. I just said no, it's no, black no. Denny's. It no, it's Denny's. no, dude. No, no it Waffle no. House is its own thing that stands apart from Denny's. <laughs> Waffle House mm, from Waffle House. Yeah, dude, we're we're about to fight right now, and there you dude, don't realize this Denny's because you're on like actually really good. You guys you, so, just don't know. No, so you're you're on the fake side of the country, so you don't yeah. know this, but in Florida, there's actually something called the Waffle House Index. Yeah, we and have it's that because too as well. Waffle House are some of the realest, truest Americans on the That's fucking right. planet. 
And when there's a hurricane coming, if the Waffle House isn't closed, it means you don't have to evacuate. But if the Waffle House is closed, it means get your ass out of there because, like, the last true bastion to fight against the, the fucking Wind Walkers or whatever you call them, right? Like, the White Walkers, like, that is the Waffle House employees. They'll bring generators so. in. They'll be generators in to keep Waffle House open. They got plans. They Dude, got plans, your... Ote Thomas. They got plans. You All eat right. your fucking words right now, Nate. <laughs> okay, so anyways, those pieces of shit were going into the barbershops <laughs> and offering them, uh, we're offering the blacks, they were like, hey, here's some Waffle House gift certificates if you hey, get the I'm, jab. Hey, I'm signing up for my jab right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but, Waffle House gift dude, cards, how much? The part of it is some of them, they had to admit, they were like, some of them were like expired or like didn't have any money. Oh. They were just fucking giving out like fake gift certificates in the Waffle House. And these black people would get that the jab. Mad. Like, that makes Jesus me mad. Christ. That makes that's me mad. Wor- that's the worst part I've heard about this whole yeah, pandemic now. Like they couldn't even get that omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost feel it's like a trick question, though, too, because any real I maybe I'm out of turn here, but any real Waffle House aficionado, they'd be like, fuck you. I can afford my own Waffle House. I don't need the job for, you know, this three dollar whatever meal well, now in Biden's America where stuff costs yeah. 10 bucks at Waffle House. So, I mean, it's a little Fair bit point. different in Biden's America. So. Remember the grand dude, the grand slam used to be under 10 bucks and it came That's with like true. a baseball card with a hologram. Come did on. You, did you notice? Okay. So, okay. Well, not, I, I will get off off house talks. We're probably boring your people, but I will say that I want to ask you this Thomas. Have you gone in recently and noticed that they kind of like short line the menu since COVID, but you can still actually ask for the extended me- menu that still has everything on it. Okay. The real, so only can, the real ones now. Yes. You can still get a T-bone steak. You can still get a cheesesteak omelet. You just have to ask for the extended menu. What Waffle House basically has the same menu as a Texas strip club. But is it actually good? Like if you oh, work, yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I've had a steak at Denny's once, and I swear to God, they like just ran it under warm water. Well, so that so here's here's your mistake though, is you're trying to you keep trying to equate Denny's with Waffle House. Waffle mm-hmm. House and and then I'll just generalize here. Waffle House is mostly for truckers, while Denny is Denny's is for drunks. That's yes. the main difference between those two, and that's why okay. you'll usually see a Waffle House right at the the off ramp or an on ramp, um, whereas Denny's might be buried a little bit deeper and it's probably around some bars. And you get your hash browns any way you want. Every time I've ever eaten a Denny's, I was shit faced, and it was after I got out of the bar. Yeah, you're right. It's for mm-hmm. drunk people. And that's also why people tend to, if you go to a Denny's sober, you're going to be disappointed. If you go to a Waffle House sober, you know exactly what you're getting and you're going to get yep. it. Yep. Okay, let me ask you this. Are you, did you guys ever watch WWE wrestling in the past? Oh, yeah. Well, WWF, okay. we call I don't do the woke WWE crap. I don't True, let no okay, fucking fair. pandas fair, muscle me out fair, of my branding. Fair. I actually met Mark, Hen- Mark Henry at a Fevel, North Carolina uh uh, in uh, a Waffle House uh, on 301 uh, yeah. after a SmackDown and uh, got his autograph. And man, let me tell you, Mark Henry is a beast. And that man can put down some food. He he <laughs> he ate a lot of food, but he was a nice man. He was he, he was very nice and very cordial. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, that's only time I've really really ever met anybody I could consider to be quote unquote famous was Mark Henry at a Waffle House. So that's my and, Waffle House story. Na- nailing this coffin here just because Nate needs to just be put out of his misery. 
But they're all another big difference too. I don't believe that Waffle House serves any sort of fried fish, whereas Denny's does. So when it you doesn't. go to Waffle House, you are getting something that even if like even Nate, you as as like a, a world renowned chef, you probably understand that even if you wanted to make the best freaking waffle or the best whatever in the world, unless you've got that vat of like oil that's been just like fermenting for a couple months. Um, you're not going to get the same flavor as if you go to a Waffle House and they've got that vat that's been fermenting and it has not been tainted by some gross tilapia filet that came out of a freezer at any point. So it's like the best of the best. Now, I got to be honest, I don't know about this or not, but I know that a lot of those places will have separate fry- uh, fryers for that kind of shit. That is like, true. Like they'll have a fucking, they'll have true. a fish fryer. Don't don't sidestep this with your logic. <laughs> the logic is there. You have separate fryers for meats than you do for. There's cross contamination. If I can there smell is. it, it's in the air. There is yes, to some degree. Which why I can't have fried foods in most places. I got a hand job in a Denny's bathroom once. What what am I getting at the Waffle House? <laughs> You're getting some good food. You're getting some good food. Anything what, whatever, else? Whatever you get at the Waffle House, there won't be teeth in it. There is no teeth in my hand job. That's, that's what I'm saying. If, if you go to the Waffle House, guaranteed, whatever happens to you, there won't be any teeth involved. Okay, that's well, good. you are eating the food, so there is teeth involved there, though. I raise that. It's a fair point. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, we're, we're gonna have to we're, take, getting... we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take Nate to a Waffle House somehow. Somehow we're gonna have to rage this. So. I, I don't know if Waffle House is the same on the West Coast as on the East Coast, though. It might be just like oh, just I horrible. Exist, though? Oh, I don't Waffle even House know is way better exists. than IHOP. Yeah, where does IHOP measure up on this? No, no. IHOP is worse. IHOP's worse than Denny's because they had a crab. They had a crab omelet, and my friend ordered it, and I thought I was going to throw up. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever smelled in my entire life because it wasn't real crab. You know when they make the sashimi out of like the. The, the fish and they kind of like paste it with a K? you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Pollock. I, was, I was like yeah pollock that's right i was like why did why did you why did you order this this is disgusting you know and so like ever since then i'm like i hop i mean think about it i hop right now they're doing their willow willy wonka pancakes with like purple glow in the dark radioactive syrup you know and it's like come on you couldn't do anything better you know like you know he was killing those kids right (laughs) like those kids didn't make out (laughs) they didn't know they didn't know but uh but i I mean ihop is a third to me denny's is a second i'll give nate that but waffle house is definitely number one hands down hands down well thomas if we are actually gonna go to georgia in fucking may we might have to figure out a waffle house there's waffle house in georgia if if you're in Georgia, I might say Bucky's. I think Bucky's might be a better uh, choice than Waffle House. And, and many you might have to eat more than once. Well, Dude, you know, Bucky's for drink. breakfast. They'll give you like a burrito the size of your head, filled with barbecued pulled pork for breakfast. They do got they do got that tech that Texas brisket at Bucky's. They do got that brisket for, and, and like they'll serve it to you for breakfast. Like that's how that legit Bucky's is. <laughs> I can eat I can eat brisket any time of day, dude. 
Dude, Me there's too. something about gas station burritos, like solid ones. Like there's like straight up beaners, like that don't speak English. <laughs> that work at this fucking, at this like 76 station, like down the work from my, like right down the road from my work. And I literally got a burrito this fucking big with some spicy chicken at eight ninety nine, dude. Are you kidding me? That shit is fucked, dude. Is that cheap in, on the West that's Coast? Cheap. Jesus, dude. Oh. That's crazy. Food's so expensive out here. You cannot you get a burrito in North Carolina. It can't be it can't be that much cheaper in Florida down there, Thomas. I mean, I mean, I I don't we, live in a I don't know, dude. We've got some really great Mexican restaurants around here. If I want a burrito early in the morning, like it doesn't cost more than a couple of dollars. Maybe if you're buying for food you're trucks around here, maybe, but outside of food trucks, nah. Mm-mm. I don't, maybe I'm just spoiled, but Orlando is definitely flooded with food trucks. Like twenty. That's what it is. You're getting it from food trucks. Food trucks, yes. Well, and everyone has no. to compete with the food trucks. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, I see. I and see. dude, though, we've got food trucks that'll pull up in the parking lot of a freaking restaurant. So uh, I'm sure they don't. They're not happy about it. But how about uh, let's let's talk about some real gross food. Uh, where do you line up with like Seven Eleven taquitos? Because some of the, dude, they're pretty, they're pretty banging, dude. Have you guys seen the Japanese Seven Eleven food that they show on TikToks, where someone's well, like, "I'm gonna good. go, ins- I'm gonna go inside a Japanese Seven Eleven," and you're like looking at all the the food in Japan, and you're like, and it costs nothing, like it literally costs nothing over there for the food, right, compared to here, right? And you're like, man, they eat so much better than we do. Why can't we have any of this stuff here? Because you know we're America, we have to have blue talkies you know like why can't we go to like 7-eleven and actually get some like good food for a fair price you know yeah, you is it just me or am i just be too bad cheeseburger hot dog right now at 7-eleven they're open 7-eleven and then they have the free nacho cheese you can just drown it in that cancer sauce and it's delicious i'll take sushi and a pork cut katsu sandwich any day over bacon cheeseburger hot dog from 7-Eleven that's been sitting underneath the, the heat lamp with some nacho cheese. I don't think that's going to be... I think you're going to end up going to regret it in the toilet a few hours later. Just me. Just me. You know what's interesting, man? What What do you think it is about Japan? Like, Japan, in theory, has, like, the right-wing, like, conservative culture, like, that... And they're an ethno state for the most part, and they they're all like like married and this well some of them are and they have like this very like conservative and really like well behaved low crime but their population rates are in the fucking dumpster. Well, they did at one time. Well, well, they did at one time, but they don't anymore. Really, now you have kind of the degeneracy flourishing within Japan. Uh, You have a whole class of hikikimori, right? So it's like, you know, I mean, that's why, the, like you said, the population rates are just in the toilet because it's not. I mean, I, there's a lot of things I like about Japan, but there's a lot of things I don't like about Japan, you know, as far as like, I mean, Christianity never flourished there, for example. And 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 uh, unlike Korea, you know, so you could argue South Korea versus Japan, like what's better, you know, and then from there, it's like, well. They both have their problems. I mean, every country has their problems. Every society has their problems. Let's be real here. Uh, you know, but I mean, you know, Japan. Not Israel, it, by the way. You, you well, were I mean, no, we're not, allowed to, from we're, this. we're not allowed to criticize our greatest ally, Thomas. Okay. No, 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 no. We're not allowed to do that at all. What's there even um, to criticize? It's silly. That's exactly silly. right. Never, 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 never. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, 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 I went on every country. I met every country but Israel. 
Okay. It, um, just, I'm just saying for everyone else out there, it's already a given, but anyone that's an idiot that doesn't realize that. I mean, we're allowed to criticize America all day long, right? But the greatest ally, we ne we never can. You know, we never, never can. Um, uh, you know, but dude, no, I mean, I, if the Bible was really doing shit like it, like it did back in the day, uh, Tel Aviv is basically Sodom and Gomorrah, and should be turned into like everyone should be turned into a pillar of salt. <laughs> well, I do believe Mystery Babylon and Revelation is Jerusalem, which means they're going to get two cups of God's wrath poured upon them and destroyed. So. Um, you know, eventually that will happen. Here's the hope. Hasn't come to pass yet. So, um, which one of those know. comes with a donut? Which one, <laughs> Thomas? Uh, sodomy or uh, Gamora? What have we done? <laughs> which one comes with a donut? I, that's what I asked. I think sodomy. Think <laughs> less the Gamora, um, but you know, I mean, I it's it's just it's just the world that we live in, you know. I mean, with everything that's going on, I mean, have you guys seen? Have you guys seen? Uh, okay, I guess I'll say this: they're trying to bring back the greatest hits on X, right? Because everybody's on X now, because Tucker's there and Elon Musk is there and Alex Jones is there. So they're trying to like replay the 2016 uh, playbook to get people to vote for Trump a second time, right? So, but you remember they had like uh, they've already done Pizzagate, and they remember uh, Marina Abramovic was in Ukraine, right? You know, and she was going to be with Zelensky to help renovate their their school system and to teach the kids, right? So that was Pizzagate, uh, and and, and uh, done again, right? You know, and then they had Wayfair done again with this new Etsy thing, right? Where they're they're replaying Wayfair, but they're like, see all these expensive art pictures of pizza on Etsy, you know? They're like, it has to be some sort of trafficking code. Now, me being who I am, I'm like, man, you guys set this up like three or four years ago on Etsy, and you're just running a psychological operation now to make people think that it's Wayfair again, you know? Like, how long have they been setting up for all this, you know? And look, I'm not saying the elites are corrupt. I've I've spent years. Uh, you know, uh, investigating and bringing out documents on, on um, elite institutionalized pedophilia. You know, I mean, I, I, I've, you know, I'm writing a book on the finders, you know, uh, operation right now, you know, and, and, and so it's not like it's like when I was calling out Operation Underground Railroad and Tim Ballard is being a fraud, which you can go back to my original Higher Side Chats episode 2017 when I was, uh, you know, I mean, people were like, well, what you you're, you're pro pedophilia, you're a pedophile, John. And I'm like, no, it's like we, all this stuff is psychological operations and spiritual warfare. Like, like, come on, people. And now Tim Ballard's completely imploded. And you got women coming out with allegations against him. And Reyes is opening up a, a, a criminal investigation of him in Salt Lake to save his butt, even though he's stepping down. You know, it's like all this is, it, they're going to play the greatest hits. Because that's all they know how to do. And people are going to fall for them. And they're going to continue to fall for them. And they're falling for them hook, line, and sinker. John, that maybe was the first time I heard you. Was you talking about uh, talking about that movie, uh, whatever the fuck it's called, like Freedom, Homo. Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Kitty touching. Yeah, Sound of Freedom. Um, I Maybe that was the first time I heard you. I, I'm not totally certain, but... I think I definitely heard your take on that. And like, I, there's absolutely a psyop in like right wing conspiracy circles where like, at, like, because legitimately 
our elites are fucking pedophiles. Like, there's no fucking doubt about it. I think there's a, a, a huge amount of them actually are fucking pedophiles. They are diddling kids. There could be even some blood drinking. There could be. There could be all kinds of fucking shit. But the the way that they make us look even crazier by saying everything is that, and and by like even like if you dispute the numbers where they say like like eight hundred thousand kids go missing every year in America, but but the number is actually like this much of that because if there was like literally eight hundred thousand kids going missing every year, like. You would fuck it. You'd know like the math's not mathing. The math doesn't doesn't fucking work. Like, but if you question that number, then all of a sudden, like you said, they're like, "Are you a pedophile, John? Are you defending the pedophiles, John?" (laughs) Like, and they start they'll start attacking you because if you start like if you start talking about logic at all, if you start like like because that's it's not actually true that there's not that many fucking kids to go missing, but. There's also like anyway, so then when you actually start like talking about and start pointing at like real legitimate things, then they can just say you're a pizza, pizza gate, uh, like nut and uh, this, that and the other. And so then it gives them it gives the elite that are actually diddling, diddling kids. It gives them a fucking line of defense. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant, dude. Yeah, they can I mean, that's, that, that's the paradigm with that's the paradigm with everything. That's how they get you. Because because that's how that's how they they end up boxing you in, right? Because the moment you talk about it, like you said, the moment you talk about elite institutionalized pedophilia, uh, oh, you're a Pizzagate nutter. And the moment you're like, hey, there might be some issues with Operation Underground Railroad. Hey, there might be some issues with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, the International City uh, Center of Missing and Exploited Children, which you know Operation Underground Railroad was under, uh, where uh, you know ICMEC on the board of advisors was Hillary Clinton. You know, it's like, hey, may- maybe maybe Wayfair was just psychological operations and psychological warfare. There wasn't really anything to it. You know, like the moment you start questioning these narratives, then, oh, wait, you, you pedophile? It's like, no, not at all. That's abhorrent. But the thing is, that's the dialect that they use. If a little bit, you might get that accusation, though. Yeah. When it starts growing out instead of down, that is, that is true. Maybe it starts some getting oil. When my that is true. Yes, maybe yes. But if, if I get a white van with with uh, no windows, but that's just that's just how it is. That's how, um, that's how the conspiracy culture is now. It's been weaponized. It's been weaponized, and and it's only it's only going to um, lead to what I think is the the rising coming uh, beast system. You know, what they call the Great Reset to the Great Awakening, right? The funny Great Awakening, right? And um, there's this documentary that came out of this cult, this love this love has won Mother Goddess cult that came on HBO recently, and I've been watching the documentary, right? There's and a show sponsor, by the way. That, I, know, I know you're joking. I know you're joking there. I, I, as an ITP, sarcasm, you know, uh, I'm autistic when it comes to sarcasm. I, I, I can't read your face. I know you're joking, but I just want to make sure. I, uh, fi- yeah, we're joking, but if if you don't think we're joking, paranoid 15, 15% off. Uh, love. Anyways, keep going. Okay, so anyway. Um, yeah, okay, you are messing with me. I know you're messing with me now. All right, so anyway. Um, but the thing is, is like they're using it to, to paint conspiracy theorists as nut jobs, the documentary. Like I know that's a side of it. I know it is. I know it is, okay? But at the same time, 
they're not wrong in the documentary to point out that these people have been indoctrinated through theosophical thinking and through conspiracy culture to literally believe that Trump's savior, like that was a main part of the cult. And there's no difference between them and uh, uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet and the Church Universal and Triumphant in the 80s, you know? But the thing is, is this is, you know, if Alice Bailey says externalization of the hierarchy happens in 2025, and Cliff High, you know, WebBots is talking, like they're all talking that this is going to happen, right? Now, it may not happen. They've been wrong before countless other times, and ultimately God's in control. I don't know, okay, if it's going to happen or not. But it sure looks like it's going to. Okay, as far as you're going to have this quote unquote great awakening where all of a sudden majority of the people are going to go, hey, you're right about conspiracy theories. Now, the only issue with that is, is they start buying into the wrong ones. They start buying into like it leads to Trump's our guy. And when Trump becomes president, and, you know, I believe he will and becomes inaugurated in January 2025. You know, that's when all of a sudden you get. Alex Jones being like, oh, those med beds are real, folks. That's Tesla's technology, and it's real. It's real, and Q is going to give it to you. You know, and Alex Jones and Elon Musk are going to make it happen, folks. You know, that that's what you end up getting. You end up getting what we're told in the conspiracy movement is a utopia. But in reality, if you read the works of Barbara Marx Hubbard, who was an elite, her family, the Marx family were fin financiers to the Bushes. That's how rich they were and how elite they were. Okay. She's saying, yeah, if you kind of don't go along with this, uh, we're going to kill you. And the elite are going to kill about roughly about one fourth of the world population. And we're the pale horse riders of death. Okay. She said this. I have the quote in her book. Okay, and we're the ones that are going to do the calling and everybody out there that's got a kind of a queasy stomach about one fourth of the world dying because they don't want to go along with this, you know, kind of love and light med bed, uh, you know, Trump's in control, white hats, patriots are in control, great white lodges in control, you know, Alice Bailey utopia, you know, um, you're going to have to die. John, who are they going to kill? Pretty much anybody who doesn't take the mark of the beast at that point. I mean, that's what I would assume it would be. I mean, anybody who doesn't sign up for their love and light utopia, you know. I mean, I mean, Alice Bailey said the Shambhala force is just going to eject people into space. You know, it's like, but Alice Bailey also wrote about you got to take the guns. You know, I mean, she said that for the great for the for the great white lodge to show itself for the for the externalization of the hierarchy to occur, the guns have to be taken. Now, most conspiracy theories, right? Then, theories is right then and there should be like, uh, no. Well, this sounds like Bigfoot, dude. This sounds like Alice Bailey was predicting like a new oncoming of Bigfoot, but Bigfoot won't come around unless he knows the guns are gone. That is true. Yes, he doesn't want to be hunted. Obviously, now he is able to, um, as an interdimensional demon, go between uh, dimensions. Um, you know, so he is Wait, able is to Bigfoot avoid shots. Did you just say he's a demon? He's, he's an interdimensional demon, yes. I mean, I don't know. That's how that's how I look at it when I look into cryptozoology. Maybe if he exists, that's what I think that he is. He's a he's a he's a Nephilim that's that is able to um you know go between the dimensions. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't exist for all I know. You okay? know what? He could be an angel. What if Bigfoot I, is an angel? What if he is a cherubim? And those are that's not hair, those are all eyes. And they just look a little fuzzy, and he's just covered in eyes. The wheel within a wheel. 
I'm just, I don't know. Ha, has Bigfoot taken people or not, though? That's the question, you know? It's I've like, heard certain stories about Bigfoot taking you for a bush bride. But those might just be, uh, like... But that would make him a Nephilim, right? If he's taking people for a bride, right? You know? They well, might the, be the Nephilim like would be the offspring, though. right? I thought well, it was yeah, Watchers. Yeah, you're right. So it'd be the, the it would be the Watchers, yes, correct. It'd be the Watchers, and it would lead to... Um, uh, them producing a Nephilim, yes, or a giant, yes. We might joke about snorting come here, but we get very serious when it comes to the, the properties of Nephilim. That is true. That is true. I, I, I'm tired, so my brain's a little fog, and I was messing up the uh, the terminology uh, between the two. Um, but um, Michael Heisner's Unseen Realm is a pretty good book if no one's ever, ever, ever listened to it or read it. It's, pre it's pretty good, uh, you know, book to discuss... Um, you know, Nephilim and those. Have you guys ever uh, come across uh, uh, Brother Paul's work that the Nephilim look like clowns? You know, I I've heard been of thinking about reaching out to that guy. I've listened to him once, and it was a fascinating idea. Yeah, that is an interesting idea. I think it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know how much you can really prove it, but I think it's possible. And he does a good job uh, laying out his theory. I'm not going to say his theory is wrong. I think it's very much plausible uh, with, with with just clowns in general uh, throughout history. Um, you know, uh, what what do you what do you think about that, Thomas? What do you think it's possible? Well, that, clowns that... have always gotten a, a magical pass. Even comedians, they're like the only ones. That's like the cliche that comedians are the only ones that are allowed to tell the truth but maybe the jesters? i don't know you could sway me to say that it's really because they've got like ancient watcher blood in them and that's why no one's allowed to attack comedians the royal order of the swayed. jesters too as well right down there in uh, uh down there in new orleans the freemasons yeah, well, the, the, orders the jesters too the jesters are like the from what i understand they're the far end of the spectrum of like the partying getting wasted ordering some hookers side of freemasonry so like you start out at the uh the shriners and then if the shriners aren't hardcore enough for you then maybe you start wandering into the jesters that's the way that i've understood it that's that's not a direct line path but that is true that's what i've heard too but then again as far as freemasonry how much we know is true and how much do we know is not true either too you know, it's like, I mean, I'm anti-Freemasonry, obviously, but, you know, it, it, it's it's with everything, you know, it's like, um, you know, you, I'm pretty sure y'all, you know, you've came across Albert Pike's so-called so three world, uh, three world war letter to, to Manzini, right? Mm -hmm. Standard of conspiracy lore. Well, I tried to track it down to see if it existed, like if, if it actually existed, if it actually was corresponded between Pike and Manzini. It's not. It's not. No, it's and, it's bullshit. It came from Leo Taxel. Yeah, and, and you could even argue that the first time it was put in a conspiracy culture was by former Canadian intelligence officer William Guy Carr and Palms in the Game. And then Bannon's an intelligence officer. Jack Posobiec's a former Navy intelligence officer. Those Navy intelligence officers know how to do disinfo. Well, just yeah, FYI, from personal experience, if you ever say, like, I don't know if that letter uh, from Albert Pike to Mazzini is real, th then that makes you a high-ranking Freemason Jesuit that's working again. Like, you're basically standing up for Albert Pike at that point, are you not? That is how the, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. The moment you, 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 you break down uh, people's worldviews is the moment they try to, to label such allegations against you, right? That's what we- Like, hey, do you have a source for that? They're like, ah, I got you. I knew you were in on it the whole time. 
Even though I can't stand Albert Pike, but it is what it is. You know? I mean, he was a yeah, he was a dick, <laughs> right? And honestly, I don't even know. I don't even know where he would fit on the whole like conservative and non-conservative thing. He was a an interesting dude. He he basically he was like a with free a lot, lawyer. He slept with a lot of men's, you know, a lot of uh, married women, and uh, got ran out of town because of it. There's a lot of stories of Albert Pike being a flanderer. So again, you're as far selling as selling me on him more now, on conservative values, no, but on conservative values, then yes, he would fit. The <laughs> but he was also like your right wing trad daddy because like he was there for like the founding of the KKK. And he was there for like the founding of like, well, man, th so this, there's so many things that it just sounds wrong, like, and defensive. But from my, from my understanding of Albert Pike and the founding of KKK was that he was there at the, f and again, this sounds silly, but this is honestly what I read that made the most sense is that he was there to help found the first truly American secret society because Freemasonry was not American. That is Scottish true. Right, yeah. was not that American. So they were like, this could be the thing. This this Ku, this Ku Klux Klan thing could be the first American, truly American secret society. And he shows up. And I'm just imagining, a, this is a little bit silly, but I'm imagining like he's got the snacks out and he printed out like little, you know, papers and for everyone to like get everyone real hyped. And they all show up and he's like, hell yeah, we got pretzels and we got raisins. And like, here's the club guys. And then three guys get together and they're like, What's going on with all these black people and these Jews? And then everyone else was like, "Yeah, what about that?" And Pike was like, "Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! This wasn't what this was about." And then by the time he got that out, they had already like formed like a whole committee and decided what they were gonna do. And my understanding was that he became disillusioned with that very that first wave of KKK, and then it was the second and third waves of um, Ku Klux Klan that were like the birth of a nation Ku Klux Klan, but that the very first original kkk wasn't necessarily racist until the first meeting and then the meeting well, turned it racist. you could sort of convince me that maybe he wasn't like that except that like you told me that even today in florida that the freemasons don't let black people in yeah but that's not that's <laughs> not um that's not specific to albert pike because albert pike was mostly scottish right and we're talking about just broad masonry and if anything that's why that's why um, they formed prince hall masonry because they wouldn't let correct. black people into the masons yep and and ironically white people are allowed to get into prince hall masonry but it wasn't the other way around wasn't um wasn't uh what's his name tom DeLong? wasn't he accepted by the prince hall masons if i remember correctly uh there's pictures of him wearing an apron with two black guys although i don't know if that's foolproof but it's it's close enough for me you'll take it you'll take it Thomas. i'll take it whatever i mean if if he's presenting as such i feel like there's very little difference other than maybe you're not he got paddled on his little bottom but that's the only real difference i mean wouldn't they fucking kick the shit out isn't that like stolen valor like if i was walking around claiming to be in the fucking because uh, i knew i knew a dude that was uh his grandfather had been in the masons and he had been wearing his grandfather's mason ring. And, like, some dudes took him aside and were like, look, your grandfather was a good dude. Take that fucking ring off your finger. You're not you're not a brother. You're not allowed to wear that. And they kind of just, like, they, they were not fucking cool with that. Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know if maybe. Uh, it doesn't sound accurate, though. 
It does. Uh, it does. I could say. I could say down south. Well, I mean, you're down south, but Florida is different than like North Carolina. So I could see it happening in North Carolina. Okay, yeah, that might be true. Because I, I have definitely heard of some Mason lodges that were very particular. I'll say. I'll just leave it at that. Well, it's like the dude that like kind of dresses up in fatigues and kind of like puts on a fake patch on his thing to get to get his ten percent off at fucking yeah at Denny's to get his like fucking that's he's there for his fucking free waffle at Waffle House. There's really and no then, like ten percent off at Waffle House for being a Freemason though. The the only thing that you might be able to get is like sneak into a lodge meeting and then get some free mashed potatoes afterwards. You guys don't have like a free you guys don't have an entrance like your own fucking entrance. It's not like a what was it like it's um, all, yeah, the the stone cutters yeah, or like, you, like the stone cutters? You, you, you hit the little like a uh, garage door opener and like, like the, the billboard opens. Yeah, that was Simpsons. That's the only reason why I'd want to join the Freemasons if you guys had like <laughs> sweet perks like that. No. I don't think that's how it works. Not to my knowledge, anyway. Thomas would never tell me the truth anyways. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm not trying to deal. die. He's uh, he's my... Uh, Thomas, what do you call that? You're my... Uh... What's the... What's what's what was... What was uh, Ghislaine Maxwell the fucking... Uh, the Epstein? Handler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas is my handler, and he also he's like a he's my CIA agent, and I just don't know it yet. He's like, so he goes, so he goes in the dark. That's what you're telling me. Toronto I mean, all we all we do is like I don't really do much. I just throw fuel onto the fire, like any good CIA asset mm -hmm. would do. Like we're not here to to make the news. We're here. So to... you so so you were there January six, opening the windows, saying, "Come on in, come 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 in." You know, you want to come into the Capitol? It's, it's come on. It's, it's you come in. It's fine. It's go ahead. So it's all good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm more like the guy that was rolling out red carpets. Like I didn't enter the building. I just placed some red carpets in front, and I, you know, I was playing some sounds of rabbits being mutilated in the background. Dropping off the pallets of bricks on the corner. And then <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was. I was part of the brick company. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was wild, man. That was like so. so okay, blatant. okay. I, I, I'll say something about that. Now, that's one of the only conspiracies that I do think actually actually was true and the only reason why i say that was because um we had riots here in fayetteville okay so it happened when the rapper j cole uh showed up in downtown fayetteville at the market house and he just disappeared all of a sudden like he came and then he was gone hmm. and then after that like um a riot broke out and they had dropped off pallets of bricks now the only reason why i asked is because um I know somebody who worked for the local utility company and they were the ones that had like the bricks were for supposedly because you had like sheets of the, like, you know, kind of like, um, what do you call those, um, tarps that had the logo for the utility company on there. And I was like, so like, was there a reason why there were like bricks there? Like what were the bricks for? And they couldn't figure out what the bricks were, why they were there. They couldn't figure out exactly what they were going to be used for, for any projects as far as like, you know, like repairing the sidewalks that are downtown Fable because they're old with bricks from like doing like any type of like pipes, you know, like, like digging up, like replace pipes or anything like that. And they're like, we don't, we had work orders to drop them off there, but not for really what they're going to be used for or anything. And so I was like, okay, that's really odd. 
and then they were they did use the bricks to vandalize like the storefronts and stuff. And then they had the the riots go to like Skybar Road where they took down a Walmart or whatever. I'm not going to go into like what they did, but but again, like you heard that on mainstream conservative media where they kept talking about the bricks, and I thought it was kind of suspect and just a talking point, just psychological operation. But then they really like. I know it happened in my own home city. So what am I supposed to say? You know, it would have been really hard to fucking get in there. But like, I fantasize. I was like, cause you know, like I want to build like a pizza oven in my backyard. I w I'd want to fucking back up and fill up my fucking truck with some of those fucking free bricks. Hey, it's better than going in. It's better than, it's better than going into uh, uh windows. Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, that's do you, the max do you think if you, you want to start building, if you built a pizza oven out of bricks, do you think it would taste better if those bricks had been used to smash through a government building first? Only if it's cheese pizza. See, that's the sad thing is they weren't all government buildings because there was a lawyer. It was sad because uh, my uncle was still living this before he took Regeneron and, and died due to side effects due to it. Um, but uh, during the, the pandemic, uh, but um, there was uh, they actually. Uh, through bricks through a lawyer's building that was there. And he was uh, a black lawyer uh, that, uh, you know, did pro bono work uh, for um, uh, kind of like a, what do you call that? Uh, when you're a defense attorney, but you do a pro uh, pro bono work for it. And they just completely trashed his office, got completely vandalized and everything. And my uncle and I went to help him kind of like collect the stuff and like, and there were people, obviously, that helped out, too, as well, um, uh, you know, clean up his office and stuff like that and everything. But it wasn't just like, you know, there were really people of small, like, during the, 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 the summer of rage or whatever they were calling it, you know, like, it wasn't just corporations that got targeted or government buildings that got targeted. There were people with, like, you know, regular mom and pop places or people that just own their businesses that got, that got, I mean, it was a way for both the pandemic and the summer of rage were ways for the government to just completely destroy small businesses. Yeah, dude. No, I mean, it would, I think there were so many aspects to it. Right. So like they absolutely want to destroy, destroy small businesses, but they also want to piss people off. They want to piss off regular fucking people. They want to like, they want people to lose hope and to like freak the fuck out because then you have that problem reaction solution. Like if like in multiple ways, right. So like, let's say that they start like, cause look at Portland right now. It's a fucking shithole, dude. And, like, the homeless people have basically taken it over. Like, uh, there's buildings that you can still, like, walk past in, like, downtown Portland that are still, like, boarded up. I haven't been there in a little bit. But, like, the last time I was there, there were still, like, straight up, like, boarded up windows and shit. And they're not even broken yet. They just know that it's going to happen. So they're, like, preemptively boarding up their windows and shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking – it sucks, dude. And, and like, you're you're going to – like, if you leave your car for longer than two hours, somebody's going to steal your uh, fucking what, – what do you call that, Thomas? What is it that everyone's stealing out of uh, – from underneath people's cars? The catalytic the converter. Yeah. For the, dude, that yeah, happens I forgot what it's the, got. Some kind of – Fucking time. Palladium. palladium. I think it's palladium. That's it, right? So, I mean – so, I mean, it is very much that problem reaction solution, right? So then people are going to start like demanding like harsh right wing crackdowns. We need the cops. Like, please, daddy government, please come save us. Also, like, there's that huge thing of like, they're destroying the big expensive cities 
And I think they're actually like kicking people out and they're trying to get people like to move out of those places so they can consolidate and buy all that property. They want to drive the fucking property values down, buy it all up, BlackRock and buy all the fuck up. I think that's really going to happen in the next year or so, because like right now, property values are still high, but there's no buyers. Like people still are like asking like for 500, 600,000, whatever it is like for, for a fucking two bedroom house. But I think that that market is going to implode hard and really fucking soon because there's literally no demand, especially with the interest yeah, rates as high as they are. True. Like it's going to go whap, and then you're going to see BlackRock come out of the fucking woodworks again and just start buying up fucking houses because they've actually stated that numerous times that like this whole new thing they, they don't want anyone to own a fucking home they want you to rent everything they don't even want you to own your kids toys they don't want you to own a fucking bicycle they want you to rent that fucking bicycle like they want you to rent everything they want you to own nothing uh i think so this is all part of that i think no i agree i agree um and you had uh, the YouTuber Hunter Avalone, right? Have you guys been heard the drama associated with him or what's been going on or anything? No, I don't even know. Who mm-hmm. He was a big defund the police uh, advocate. He was very big about that. And um, his um, girlfriend's um, ex-boyfriend, because he's very much uh, pushing uh, polyamorous relationships as well, too. Uh, his uh, former uh, significant other had left him um, – uh, after uh, dad, I don't even want to talk about what happened. But anyway, um, with, with Hunter Avalon is um, so the the ex shows up to the door and um, and uh, uh, shoots his girlfriend in the leg, and so she's trying to protect him because he's such just a, a coward that he's like hiding behind her, and so he calls the police to come save him when he's against you having a gun, me having a gun, Thomas having a gun, he's against the police. And I understand, like, I myself, like, I'm weary of police, obviously. Like, I get it, okay? But at the same time, I do believe that in a society, they do serve a function. It's when they overstep those bounds, it's an issue, okay? And they overstep the bounds a lot. I get it, okay? But to be someone where they're, completely against people owning guns and completely against any form of police at all. And then needing the police and the police actually came and sadly, tragically shot that guy and killed him. Okay. What, what leg does Hunter Avalon have to stand on to be against any of that stuff? Cause what is he going to say now? Well, that guy got a gun cause guns are legal. And it's like, well, if anybody wants a gun bad enough, they're going to get a gun. Okay. But he didn't have a gun to protect himself, you know, or, you know, he's supposed to be defund the police but he was crying for the police to come save them. Well, there's there's a logical conclusion here is that the state is essentially the only entity that's allowed to legally use violence for any reason at all. Any any civilian, anyone else that uses violence to solve something outside of like you know sports, um, it's illegal and it's essentially a felony in almost every case. So. Essentially, when someone calls the police, that is the most legal version of being violent as you could be with somebody. So in and that, it is and like, violent. Don't get like people have to fucking realize that too. Like if you're fucking if your neighbor is being fucking loud, like I get it, it's fucking annoying. Or like if you see someone that's having like a mental health like break or something. Like I've known people that have had like autistic kids uh, that like cops show up and the autistic kid is having like a fucking 
they they got they get fucking killed by the cops. Like that that fucking happens. So like I, I'm not saying don't call the cops, but I'm saying like have a good fucking reason to call the cops because a lot of times anytime you yeah. introduce the fucking police, there's a good goddamn chance. Like there's a more. It's I'm not saying there's a good chance that somebody's gonna die, but there's a, a way fucking bigger chance because they're allowed just, to. The different the difference is to. they're allowed to kill somebody if it's justifiable. Um, and there's a very yeah, if it's lower barrier for you. And all the the tanks to be justified, I, I feared for my life. Yeah, that retard yeah. charged me. And they got <laughs> a lot of their police okay. training from Israel in the major cities. Let's be real. He drooled on me. <laughs> that is assault, yeah. actually, by by modern definitions. That is Dro- true. Drooling yes. on a cop would be assault. You never know if a person actually has some sort of uh, bloodborne disease or might be eating peanuts at the time and you have a peanut allergy and the uh, saliva has some uh, uh, peanut allergy. With a deadly weapon. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, You know, but I mean, like, there's a fine line, right? Like, I'm not, again, like, I don't trust the cops, but I do believe that they should exist, you know? But it's like, where's the line? And you're always going to have with police. Just like with hot, just like with the medic, just like with the medical, conventional medical system. Now, I'm a Christian natural health practitioner. I've run Fix Your Gut. I've been doing it for more than 10 years, you know, coaching people with digestive problems and other health issues. Okay. But like hospitals exist for a reason. Okay. Like, you know, when it comes to trauma based medicine, for example, if I get a severe car accident and I'm bleeding off the side of the road, natural medicine's not going to save my life. Okay. Now, if you practice conventional what medicine, it's the big dandelions. Then maybe, <laughs> then maybe they might stop the blood. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But you know, but the thing is, is like, yes, there there are issues like with conventional medicine as far as the medications they might you know give me. I'm not excusing conventional medicine here, but it does exist for a purpose, which is trauma based medicine and maybe diagnostic based medicine. Their track record for cancer and chronic based health conditions are very poor at best okay so it's the same for the police like or it's the same for a fire department that's why i'm not a libertarian you know i'm not trying to come against you Nate, or anything i just think that they should exist okay now whether or not that they should be funded by the state or the local municipalities or whatever that's a whole nother discussion okay like how big should the federal government be and i believe even as a christian conservative the federal government is way too big it's way too big. It's way too bloated and way too big. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, cause then I always, you know, wonder if the, if, if libertarianism won, you would get Malay and how much Javier Malay really does obviously love, um, Israel. Uh, they're, 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 they're his greatest ally. Okay. Um, you know, and, and you have kind of like the libertarian economists, Nate, that a lot of them were also, um, uh, Jewish. Now you're talking uh, about my heroes, yeah. And, my and, Murray Rothbard. Don't don't ruin my Murray Rothbard for me. And, and I on let's say on on Rond, uh, she had a uh, uh, she would get um, excited over the serial killer Hickman, right? She would get a little uh, Hickman was her Ubermensch, right? You know, mm-hmm. just saying like you know Hickman strangled girls to death, and that kind of made on Ron a little bit uh, a little bit too happy. Dude, she was, was just in the choking. 
Dude, she, dude, she was such a dirty pervert, dude. If you've ever read, if you've read any of her books, like she had like straight up rape fantasies and like, yeah, like, she was a dirty bitch. Like, I mean, I mean, I think maybe she was just that was just her kink. Like, she would have been into kink.com nowadays. Like, I just thought about her just getting finger blisters from finger blasting herself, like as she's writing those horrible <laughs> fucking. Like, she was such. But she would, was Russian Jewish. She was mountain yeah, Jew. Dude. She was a mountain <laughs> Jew. You know, and so. You know, that's my issue, I guess, with and I used to be a libertarian like I did used to be. And I don't really think there's no perfect system of government for anyone, you know, because it just will never happen. Like you and I, Nate, can go. We could talk about this for, I don't know, a thousand hours. Right. You know, but in the end of the day, what are the elite going to do? Now, I will say this. I will say this. You are likely going to get you know, an anarcho-capitalist world in the coming world order of love and light. I've covered it. Days of Noah's covered it, but it's, but it's not going to be the ANCAP world we want. It's going to no. be a fucking, it's, it's, it's not going to be an ANCAP world. It's just going to be It won't be, be like, real ANCAPitalism. No, it'll be transhumanist. It's real anarcho-capitalism. It'll, it'll be a transhumanist <laughs> anarcho-capitalist world, i.e. Uh, Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash, which Mike Cernovich, just like his, his, his love of Ayn Rand, uh, used to uh, get very excited over. Okay. So, I mean, okay. That was the connection. That's what I was trying to remember. Cause I remember that we, uh, cause I had fucking wrote a whole thing about it and then I didn't even fucking talk about it really. Cause when we talked to Isaac, when we had, uh, when we were talking about like satanic capitalism, we talked, anyways, we were talking about, uh, uh, but specifically Ayn Rand, she had a connection as far as like, um, uh, who Thomas, um, guy that uh anton levey anton levey was obsessed with ayn rand and basically wrote the satanic bible uh basically about like atlas shrugged like in, right. in the entire philosophy of uh god damn it what is her philosophy what what are they what are they called the objectivists randy randy and objectivism, objectivism. Right. Objectivism right. basically is Satanism. Like Seems it's right. literally just it, it's copy and pasted. And 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 she was also she was uh she was a not a theosophist, but she was she was kind of in that and she loved uh god damn it, what's the uh oh man, she had a connection with not Alice Bailey, but she had a connection with uh oh man, I can't remember. But like it was pretty fucking interesting. And so Ian Rand was definitely tied into that kind of fucking weird world too, dude. It's pretty fucking interesting. When yeah. you start like when you start looking under rocks, you see shit you don't want to see. Yeah, it's like it's like the, the what they call the ANCAP uh technocracy that we're gonna have in the future coming up here where I'm like and they're literally like against Luddites, you know? It's like because it cause they keep uh all evolution is good evolution right all progress is good progress and you're like everything's good coming... for bitcoin <laughs> yeah this is coming out of an anarcho-capitalist mouth where they're talking about droning people but all progress is good progress okay okay yeah dude but like the version of like transhuman pedophile like fucking anar and capistan like you're literally going to be able to use like your social credit to like buy a, like a child fucking tranny hooker and stuff like that and have them delivered to your weird pod that you live in your one bedroom pod. And then you guys can like scarf bugs together and butt fuck like that's, that's the world that they fucking want to have. Like that's coming. That's coming. I see Thomas just chubbed up a little, a little, a little <laughs> bit. But I'm just thinking, I mean, there's just a lot of cleanup there. Why can that all just be like virtualized and, and serve the same ends? 
Well, see, if you have enough social credit, like if you if you have enough money, they still want the real thing. Yeah, I guess for us, you have to have your child uh, tranny hooker with VR. Like probably <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't uh, we haven't earned enough social credit to have the real yeah, thing. You can't have the real thing. That's so. how it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta they're earn that, you, right? They're telling you. They're telling you that's how it's gonna be. They're literally like if you read uh, the the techno optimist uh, <laughs> manifesto by Anderson, Mark Anderson, that's literally what he's saying. And I'm like, well, n- 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 no, I don't. No, I don't want that. I don't want the beast system. I don't want to, you know, take a mark where again, it, it, again, there's. A, I'll say this. I'll, I'll raise this. I'll raise this to you, Nate. There's a thin line between libertarianism and libertinism. Absolutely, and libertinism dude. leads you to there's Roger Stone. Liberti- well, see, that was a big split with like the right wing, fucking radical kind of libertarian part people and then the libertarian party and they kind of fucking split because there are basically just like they're like weird libertine kind of democrats that are kind of more like economically not less retarded right so they they kind of understand like economics a little bit but they still like they want to butt fuck and get like uh and get jabbed all the time you know what i mean they're 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 basically democrats that are not anyways like that that is the basically the libertarian party at this point and whole cloth of like 80 percent of the libertarians like they're furries they're weirdos they're pedophiles they're fucking freaks like there are those people that will like talk about like complete autonomy for like people and so they'll say like everybody should have the have those rights and, and things like that therefore like kids should also have the right to say yes to sex and stuff and you're like wait what yeah. I, and then you're like when you start having conversations with those people like they started saying like well i mean if we're gonna they're just humans too and every human should be able to consent to things and that's what that's what everything's about is consent so you know they they should be like those type of fuck yes there is a huge chunk of fucking fringe weirdos in the libertarian movement. They call themselves libertarians, but yeah. yes, yes, I I know exactly what the fuck you're saying. There are just some people that want to fucking be left alone. Oh, of course, yes. I and have those are like those are the guys. Like I don't even call myself really a libertarian anymore because of the goofballs, because of that whole fucking thing. Like I I kind of don't even call myself an anarchist anymore because hierarchies are basically natural and i and i think that they're probably a good like i've embraced hierarchy at this point i'm just like some sort of like right-wing nut job at this point i don't know what the fuck i am uh there has to be some some semblance of government and order we'll just say that you You need structure or uh you need structure order and authority those to are some degree, need. yes. To some and, degree, yes. To the some ratios degree, yes. we can debate about. The ratios we can debate about. All right, but it's like I'm not an authoritarian. That. Like I don't like I want. To, I want to have a minimalist authoritarian structure. But like mm-hmm. I want. I I mean, like honestly, kind of almost like a. Tell me, there's nothing wrong with Hoppe. Is is Hoppe part of the fucking? Club I don't know much about Hoppe to okay. comment on him. Hoppe is a fucking pretty awesome guy. And like his whole idea of just like, uh, like radical communities that, uh, you know, like uh, that they, they're like self governing, uh, self-structured authority, like, like groups. And like, so there is rules. Like, it's not no rules. It's like no rulers and that sort of thing. I don't fucking know, dude. But I, I like I like Hoppe a lot. 
I can't quote on Hoppe, so I can't. I don't even know who this is. Hans Hermann Hoppe. He's a philosopher. He's pretty fucking. He's pretty amazing. Is he American? He's a uh, German. Uh, then I don't care. Well, he moved here and lived here since the 70s, but he has a thick ass accent. He's hard to understand. I will say Ron Paul was the biggest letdown of libertarianism. So, uh, you know who was more of a letdown was Rand. Rand Paul, yeah. <laughs> well, Ron Paul, I mean, again, like Freemason. Um, was Ron Paul a Freemason? Yes, yes. Are you serious? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. His daughters were Job daughters. No, and shit. his wife was ordered Eastern girl. Star. Yeah, I dated a girl that was in the Eastern Star, and I didn't even know what the fuck it was. And she was like telling me about it. I was like, oh, all right. You want to have sex? Council for National Policy member Ron Paul as well, too, right? And then I mean, I mean, it's it, it's again, none of them. Like I I identify with a lot of things Thomas Massey says, right? But yeah. you know, John Birch Society member, 60th anniversary John Birch Society keynote speaker, you know, and then when he talks about uh destroying the po- the opium fields in uh Afghanistan by by dumping glyphosate everywhere and poisoning the Afghanistan the Afghani people I'm like what are you talking about you're a farmer no it's stupid you know it's stuff like that 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 makes me upset so yeah it's what, a where, where, what's the John uh where are you at on the John Birch society not a fan not a not fan. a fan what's what are what are the the major cons of John well, it's funded by Rockefeller money right initially so it was the council for national policy yeah Eustace Mullins who was a former John Birch Society member uh 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 did a lot you know said that Welsh had his candy company bought by Rockefeller uh, hmm. uh okay um and then you know I like I'm not necessarily against like Welsh I, 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 some of the things I mean I will say this Welsh's neighbor was Henry Kissinger and Welsh had a lot of good things to say about his neighbor, but also a lot of bad, like good things to say in private, bad things in his private letters that got released and kind of like bad things openly, you know? So like that's concerning. And then like he knew about Zionism, but wouldn't talk about Zion. Like in his private letters, he talks about it and how people like Kissinger are telling him not to talk about Zionism, but he knows that, you know, Zionism is an issue, but he doesn't publicly talk about it. Excuse me. You know, so Welsh, I'm like, it's probably a limited hangout, but like to what degree? But then he was replaced by the Jesuit John F. McManus, who used to go on Alex Jones' show a lot. You know, and so the Birchers, they're like not as strong as the Counts for National Policy, which is like the CF, the right wing CFR version, right? Um, and then Lost Arkell is like the right wing's Bilderberg that you, we even know less of. Okay. Um, but the Birchers, like there's a lot of well-meaning Bircher people, okay, that are Christian and and they love America and they don't know anything really about the ills of the John Birch Society and people that have been involved in the John Birch Society and everything. Like, they don't know. They 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 have no idea. Uh, you know, Josh Reeves actually his cigarette volume one and cigarette volume two documentaries go a lot into the John Birch Society and the issues with it and the issues with the Council for National Policy. Um, and so, you know, it's like it's it's just the higher ups that were like there was a fake war between William F. Buckley Jr. 
in the John Birch Society and Wells to kind of like legitimize the John Birch Society because Buckley Skull and Bones was definitely not our guy, you know, and then Welsh, like, again, he said a lot of true things, but he left a lot of out and in his private dialogue. He knew these things were true that he was leaving out. It wasn't like he didn't know, you know, so I mean, it sounds can... like uh, controlled opposition because. Because John Birch Society, I'm pretty sure they've they've had some articles that like writ that they wrote against the Rockefellers. But if it was a Rockefeller publication to begin with, this is just sort of controlled up, right? Well, the Hunt family's crooked as they come. You know, you have you know the Hunts uh, being involved in the formation of football and sports betting and the assassination of JFK. Uh, you know, and the allegations of the Hunt family being involved. I mean, Hunt family were big financiers and starters of the John Birch Society and the Counts for National Policy. And um, and um, hmm. oh, there was something about the Hunts, hold on, that had to deal with um, the Rockefellers and had to deal with the John Birch Society. Oh, I can't um, remember. I forgot where I was going to go with that. I'm sorry. Uh, but there was, um, but, um, but uh, I guess I can add this. Um, Jones actually uh praise the hunt family he still does to this day and says they're true americans and they're 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 white hats pretty much but bill cooper did too bill cooper actually wrote in behold behold a pale horse that the hunt family were actually good when the hunt family were involved like i said jfk assassination they actually the funding of al-qaeda uh happened because remember when the hunts um uh, uh shorted the silver market in the 80s the early 80s and they and the government went to seize that silver to pay back the people that they had, you know, that, that, that had lost their money through this, the, the, the manipulation of the market. And uh, they loaded supposedly the silver onto two C-130s and flew them to a bank in Switzerland and, uh, called the Altiqua Bank, which was later the bank that was used to fund Al-Qaeda. Okay. Now, now I understand Al-Qaeda is a CIA op, obviously. Okay. But the CMP was, you know, very much involved in the funding and the f formation from that. So the Hunt family... They're not they're not our guys, you know, they're they're the corrupted to the core, you know, but, you know, you have people in conspiracy culture, you know, like the job or society parroting them and and, you know, Alex Jones praising them, and even Bill Cooper praising them. Now, with Bill Cooper, I'm kind of on the fence because I have a lot of questions with Bill Cooper. OK, but I also believe that Bill Cooper told a lot of the truth that Alex Jones didn't. But there's still things like that where if you hold behold a pale horse and he's praising, you know, the Hunt family, and you're like, well, that's odd. Now, behold the pale horse was written, you know, in the, if I remember correctly, the late '80s, early '90s, right? So it had been a while, you know. But like, I don't know. It was interesting because there was a previous clip that came up. You guys remember when um, Bill Cooper, you know, caught out 9/11 is being set up by, you know, you know they're going to set up Bin Laden and Mossad was going to be involved, you know, before 9/11 happened. That famous clip, you know. Well, I actually had missed it. I don't know how many times, but Cooper actually says that 9/11 will be started the Great Awakening of the masses in the United States of America. And when I heard him say that, I went, "Wait, what?" You know, because that plays into exactly what's going on today with the great reset versus the phony great awakening, right? Like he was, he knew, but he was saying it was a good thing. That's the thing is he was like, this is when we take the country back. And I'm like, Oh no, really bill? Really? You know? Yeah, dude. It, well, bill definitely called nine 11 for sure. But, uh, it's also fucking interesting because like, like you're saying, dude, like 
I liked it. I really was a huge fan of Bill Cooper. Me too. My dad was as well. My dad hated Alex Jones, but loved Bill Cooper. Yeah, I mean, but I am suspicious as fuck of him, to be honest, man. He was a pretty, like, uh, my buddy Adam let me borrow a fucking book, which I'm only halfway through reading it, and he asked for it back, so I need to go give him that book back. <laughs> but it's it's um, it's a book about um, William Cooper. Yeah, the, auto, the autobiography on him. Well, what is it called? It's an excellent Pale book. Pale Host Rider. The horse, the horse rider. Yeah. yeah from, yep. 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 Yeah. And dude, it, it's pretty fucking interesting, dude. And then if you see like William Cooper's daughter now, dude, she's like in and out of fucking prison and she's like a fucking drug Oof. addict. And like, dude, That's like sad. It, it That's talks about the sad. abuse that she like took from her father. Cause her, I, I guess he was like a fucking real violent fucking yeah. alcoholic. They used to beat the shit out of him and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. Like it, it, it sucks because man, it's like don't meet your heroes and don't look under rocks because all of a sudden, like, uh, yeah, dude, it, it's kind of a fucking bummer. Because I yeah. was like, I was fucking simping hard for fucking William. Yeah, Cooper me too. Because like me I too. found his old podcast of the Mystery Babylon series, and I was like, great eating it series. Up, and I was like, great series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't stand his commercial breaks talking about gold. Like he'll he'll fucking take like. 20 minutes trying to sell you fucking this is the real deal folks I'm, I'm but you, if if you had you. bought gold in the late 90s and you yeah. were talking now <laughs> hold on do you guys remember who I, I found out recently it was something that job job to memory and me i have to look at it um the guy that alex jones remember alex jones is the infamous um you know the, the y2k the the nukes in russia are going off because of the faulty hardware um we, I recently came across actually who he was on with at that day. Let me see if I can find Because recently he's like, well, I said that because the sponsors pushed me to do it. I'm like, really, Jones? Really? That's your argument for it? Was the sponsors made you do it to, to push, you know, my Patriot Supply type stuff? When in reality, like, you know, if the world's quote, 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 coming to an end because nuclear holocaust, how are, how are you going to even get this? How are they even going to sell the stuff, let alone deliver it? You know, this doesn't make any sense. But um, all you need is my male vitality. It'll make your cock real big when the Russians nuke us. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Who it was? I might not be able to find it in time. But there was it was an interesting connection because I'd never known. I never knew that was who he was with at the time on air with. Um, it's fucking interesting, dude. I mean. Uh, like you're talking about how uh, the fucking oh god damn it what are the fuck are they called uh, the um, come on Thomas tell me who, who am I talking about <laughs> you, <laughs> John Birch Society like how the Birch how the Birchers are like because like they were super anti-communist and they were like mm -hmm. they were kind of like your uh, white white right wing like uh like you know normal white guy was allowed to be a conspiracy theorist because he was like that's the upright like uh those are like the conservative guys that were conspiracy theorists right like the john birchers like he felt like a good true good American. and jones's dad was in the john birch society if he's not bill I'm hicks sure, when he, he was the dentist right so if he's not bill hicks and he was the dentist his dad was a bircher yeah hmm. yeah i fucking believe it dude 100 percent. uh but like how you said that they he knew about Zionism and wouldn't fucking touch it. And I feel like that's like the fucking big thing with any big mainstream like that. I honestly think 
that separates me. Like that to me tells you, are you, are you legit or not? Are you willing yeah. to talk about fucking Zionism or are you not? Like, cause Alex Jones won't fucking touch it with a 10 foot pole. No, unless he's forced to, then he'll briefly but talk even then, about it. Be like, well, I mean, I just want to, you know, suck off BB just a little bit, you know, like he, he just will not like, dude, he fucking loves it. No, he does. And, and you were actually, you, you jogged my memory about what it was, Nate. So you guys know who Gary Allen is, Dundere Carl Treason, Dundere Carl Conspiracy, right? The famous author mm -hmm. for that? Yeah, yeah. He was a Job Bird Society member. He was actually a mentor and advisor to Nelson Bunker Hunt. And he gave a speech about Fabian socialism, right? And in that speech, he gives a wake and a nod to everybody that he's actually a Fabian socialist because he uses the term. Now, most people who use it, a lot of you hear a lot of people say it, and, and, and they're not a Fabian socialist, okay? But Gary Allen ain't, ain't your average person, okay? He goes, I'm against Fabianism, but I'm a classical liberal. That's a code word for week, week, nodge, nodge. I'm a Fabian socialist. That's what that means, what the terminology means when you really deep into it, you look at it, all right? And he, I mean, Gary, I mean, again, like, what did they expose? What did none dare call it treason and none dare call it conspiracy really expose, right? Did it talk about Zionism? No. Hmm. No. It was a communist conspiracy. Now, look, I'm not a fan of communism, obviously. But if we're going to talk about the USSR, majority of the Bolsheviks were Jewish. 100%, dude. Yeah, it's, it's fucking interesting, dude. I mean, because... I, to me, communism has been this thing that they've used to scare your average right winger. Like communism has been this boogeyman that they've used to like get, I mean, because especially like during the fucking eighties, the seventies, eighties, like during the cold war, that was something that would like rally everyone together. Well, holy shit. We're afraid of fucking Russia. Like the whole nuclear scare, like communism is a goddamn joke. First of all, no one's actually a fucking communist. Like, even communist fucking countries, none, none of those leaders were fucking communists. They loved power and authority, and yeah. you know what I mean? They were fucking right-wing, uh, they were right-wing authoritarians. If you look at fucking Stalin, he ruled like a fucking right-wing authoritarian. And he was in on that, dude. Like, the USSR was, the reason why they fucking fell is when the banks basically stopped funding them. Like the U.S. like we fucking we needed that fucking boogeyman. Like that was our. They were the Al Qaeda before Al Qaeda. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's funny to me. Like because the real fucking enemy has been in our fucking has been in our house the whole time. And which still is. is. The Zionists, they're they're in our fucking Congress right now. You can see like there's Congress people that like he was like literally what was who was the guy that was like wearing an IDF outfit and was wearing an Israeli flag? I know who you're he talking about. I saw it, but I can't. I know I, it did happen, though. Yes. Like who could fucking do that, dude? Like what if there was a fucking what if like one of our congressmen was just happened to be a dual citizen of Russia and he was waving a Russian flag? What would happen? He'd be fucking, first of all, he'd be arrested or like, he'd be like killed or something. I don't know. Like people would fucking drag him out. Like, but if you do it with with Israel and if someone has a problem with it, you're an anti-Semite. You can't fucking talk about that. And like, we can't talk about like 
half of our like senators and congressmen are fucking yeah. dual citizens with Israel. You can't fucking talk about that. No. Huh. Hmm. And it's making Thomas uncomfortable. I see him back there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Thomas it's one that I haven't really f- jumped fully on board on. Thomas is is also a dual citizen. I see some curls in his beard. <laughs> <laughs> he tucks back his fucking. <laughs> Before he goes into his free Masonic lodge hall, he takes off his kippa right. because they can't know. <laughs> yeah, that's only know. the York right that you have to hide it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's. I think the current world order is a combination of, of, of powerful Zionists, Jesuits, and Freemasons. Pretty. Oh, much. dude, someone just called you out, Thomas. Uh oh. And, <laughs> and, and, and you could throw you could throw in the Swissy Swiss Templars as well too, right? You know. Uh, but I mean, one I guess one final thing is, um, you know, I many years ago, many 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 years ago, um, I I used to be a white nationalist, and I used to hear. You know, watch, consume a lot of white nationalist media, you know, David Duke, um, you know, a lot of it through Jeff Rents, right? Because you go from Jones to Rents, you know, if you're really getting, you know, really uh, getting greasy, as they would say in Trailer Park Boys, you know, you're in the back alleys of conspiracy theories, you know? And so I I remember, um, you know, listening to all those guys, you know. And, 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 and then, you know, coming out of it and, and, um, you know, learning about something that I never heard them ever mention. That's the thing I, what I'm saying is I've never heard any of the white nationalists ever mention, uh, the mountain Jews, which were, um, uh, maybe the true Kazarians, possibly, maybe I've read scholars, scholarship, scholarly research on that. Um, and they're kind of like Russian you know, uh, Jews. I mean, they're pretty much from the Caucasus mountain region. Initially, the book of Esther may have been about them possibly maybe in the Bible. And, uh, most of the powerful Russian oligarchs, the Russian Jewish oligarchs, should I say, are mountain Jews. And so everybody talks about the Ashkenazis. Everybody talks about, um, you know, the Sephardic Jews or the Ethiopian Jews, um, but I've never heard anybody talk about the mountain Jews. And so when I came across and how I came across them was because, uh, Josh Reeves was talking about that. There was this weird battle between Vatislav Doronin, who was big part of the Epstein nexus. He dated, he dated Naomi Campbell. Joe Rogan said, uh, said that Dave Chappelle took him to an eye wide shut party, which is a pedophile party, uh, at Vatislav Doronin and his house. Okay, if you look at Vatislav Doronin's properties, they're very esoteric and weird looking, um, you know. And um, so um, anyway, um, the uh, the mob boss that he had a fought with, they had, literally had a, a shootout with Russian UFC fighters in Russia. Okay, at like this, like um, like you know, like tall building. Okay, where where Vatislav Doronin's office was at. And the guy they had a, a, a fight with, his name was um, Abramovic, Roman Abramovic. Okay. So I started doing research on him because who's Roman Abramovic? And it came across, oh, he's vice president of the World Council of the Mountain Jews. And I remember going, what's a mountain Jew? Huh? What? And then I started researching and I was like, 
Oh. Are you sure it wasn't Mountain Dew? That's actually a joke a lot of people say, and then they do the Mountain Dew's logo Sounds with your the Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> this is a, I've never heard of this either, but yeah, I am a hack. And so, and so, like that was what was crazy about the whole thing was is I remember listening to David Duke, um, Don Black, like all of like the you know the main white nationalists, and they would talk about Zionism, which I'm an anti-Zionist, obviously, but they would they, they would be like they're they're the foremost authorities on anti-Zionism, right? But I never one time ever heard them talk about the Mountain Jews. I'm talking about the Ashkenazis a lot, but never the Mountain Jews. Ne never, never. But they always also were very pro-Russian too, you know. And so I was like, okay, this is really, really weird. And then when I learned about the CMP, you'd also see like the Regnery family that fund Richard Spencer. They would sit at the table at the CMP meetings with like ardent Zionist families. And you're like, okay, so the white nationalists and the Zionists, are they just like some sort of like strange bedfellow? Because Israel and the Zionists, you know, use white nationalism as a way of kind of like to, 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 to scare people and to rally up support, right? You know, and look, I'm not saying there aren't people that genuinely hate Jewish people. I don't hate anybody, you know, but, you know, there are, but they kind of use them as like a controlled boogeyman. Okay, a lot of the platformed white supremacists, like David Duke, for example. Okay, they're 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 like the a ADL's, you know, buddy in a, a lot of ways. They claim to hate the ADL, but the ADL uses them, you know. And so there's kind of like this strange bedfellows between white nationalism and art and Zion, which I mean, Bill Cooper actually did kind of expose with the Benai Brith and and, and uh, uh, the Catholic Church and the Zionists, right? Like he kind of, his expose in the Benai Brith kind of sp sp spells all this out, that, you know, white nationalists and Zionists are kind of really strange bedfellows at the highest levels. Like they- They, 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 <laughs> they are, are dude. I mean, in a lot of ways, I mean, if you want to fucking get down in the nitty gritty, uh, the Israeli government and Hamas are kind of strange bedfellows. That's true, yeah. Like yeah. Israel has always kind of been, and in the same way the United States has always been a weird, strange bedfellows with our opposition, right? Like it, it's it's one of those things where, like, I had heard this uh, specifically about Canada that there's like uh, basically you know a bunch of uh, like Zionist Jews in Canada that um, were looking for government funding for. Uh, like anti anti-Semitic uh, like groups, like basically they were like saying like, "Hey, anti-Semitism is so terrible! Like, help us fund an our anti-Semitism cause, right?" But there wasn't enough. There, there wasn't. They didn't have enough fucking anti-Semitism, and so they literally started like hate groups, and then they fucking kind of started taking off, and they they created the Nazi problem that's in Canada. That actually it was like Jewish groups that were looking for government funding for like for their fucking cause that caused a fucking Nazi a group like a whole movement and like a right wing Nazi movement in Canada. And it's fucking funny, dude, because like yeah, there is that like you need to have an enemy in order for people to have you like your back and for people you need it for fundraising. You need it for fundraising. for fundraising. Exactly, dude. And like, that's kind of like what Hamas was, dude. There was a group of fucking radical psychos and like you've, there's literally, um, 
there's literally a video of Bibi Netanyahu saying that like we need Hamas to be in charge of the Palestinians yeah. because they are so radical and so fucking crazy that no one in the world stage will ever take them seriously as a government. And so then, then no one will make us ha- like sit down at the table and have a an actual two state solution because look at big scary Hamas, right? Yeah. Yeah. wanted Hamas in power and so they've been funding them fucking secretly and kind of fucking helping them and they were actually like uh defunding and like taking money away from the uh what the PLO and like all this fucking radical shit because they wanted Hamas to be in charge. Yeah. Yeah. It is fucking interesting, dude. I mean it's brilliant too. Like I can't hate their hustle. I mean, but like if that's No, if it that's is brilliant. True, if it's true, though, I mean, Bibi Netanyahu has a lot to fucking answer for uh, for all those people that fucking died at that concert because he probably fucking knew that shit was going to happen. I mean, he was looking for like they literally are calling this Israel's 9-11. Well, he probably did it to save himself because he was on the out. And, I mean, this is he's also they're, they're honestly saying like this was the worst thing that has happened to the Jews since since the Holocaust and uh, yeah. trademark. And like, you know what I mean? And that's just like, that's their fucking, like, they're going to use this and ride this one like fucking crazy. They want this to be the biggest fucking, but I don't think it's, they're trying to like make fetch happen, but nobody gives a fuck. Like, I swear to God, the majority of people are just like that. Like, there's like, they have like sympathy, like that sucks. But then they're also like, okay, so now you're just going to go and exterminate a bunch of fucking women and children and like civilians in a fucking like open air prison you have because that happened. And they're like, yeah. are you anti Semitic? <laughs> you love Hamas? <laughs> you're like, no, I just, I, that's a child you just shot in the face. You're an anti-Semite. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that, but it, <laughs> <laughs> well, Israel I mean, you have Israel arm, you have Israel arming Azerbaijan, you have Israel arming Azerbaijan versus Armenia right now. They Armenia was the one of the first. Dude. Armenia was one of the first Christian nations. If you you need. You need big, scary, bad guys that hate you. So then you can be like, America, come and give me some shackles. I need to defend myself. I need my Iron Dome money. And, you know what I mean? They fucking... But like, Azerbaijan's they, primarily <laughs> Muslim. It's like... I, I don't know. It's... You're it right. Wild, buddy. It is. It is. But, again, uh, I mean, they're brilliant. And I can't hate their hustle, dude. They they're fucking taking billions. They're just fucking giggling and taking home billions. Well, so is Zelensky. Yeah. A, another fucking Kazakh Jew. The 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 the, the money laundering from uh, FTX, right? To Zelensky, right? Fucking a, buddy. I love. Do, those do you guys think the promised land is real? What do you mean? Like, do you think that there's like a um, like an actual area designated, like the you know yeah, Mesopotamia, yeah, I Middle believe, East, I, I, and I Jerusalem? Believe it, I believe at one time the true Israelites did go to the Promised Land. Yeah, I, I do believe that. When you say Promised Land, is that like a like a like um colloquialism, or is that like a actual Promised Land? No, God promised that He would deliver them. Yeah, I believe it's. Yeah, I believe it's. I believe it's accurate. Yes. So wouldn't wouldn't that 
portion of land be worth fighting over if it truly was like blessed by by the big g himself i mean at that time yes but now we're talking about now where the jews hearts are far from god you know they're partially blinded right now as paul wrote um you know i mean right now i mean just as the the, the israelites in the old testament um uh, their, when their hearts strayed from God, right? They they were cursed by God, right? They were they were blessed by God when they followed Him and obeyed Him, but when they did not, they were cursed by Him too. Well, right now, you know, the Jewish people don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, right? So they are. I mean, like I believe that Mystery Babylon is, um, is Jerusalem. So the Antichrist will go into the third temple and declare himself to be God, and then they they'll, they'll you know they'll you know then it, it will be destroyed. Like Jerusalem will eventually be destroyed by God. It will get two cups of God's wrath poured upon them uh, for the wickedness. And in doing so, I do believe that that will open the eyes of, of many Jewish people, you know, that have been betrayed by the Antichrist. That Jesus Christ was the true Messiah that they had persecuted. Um, you know, and so that's God, you know, I mean, as the just judge and the right, the righteous King, you know, he has to, um, you know, Jerusalem will be destroyed because of his wickedness. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I don't believe that it's Rome. I don't believe it's Rome. I certainly don't believe it's New York city. Um, you know, as was being mystery Babylon. So, you know, the, the, the Jewish people fighting over Israel right now, you know, there's multiple ways of looking at it. You know, that they're Khazarians, they're not, they're not the true Jews, so they don't have any rights to that land at all. That Christians actually is air, air. Now, I don't necessarily agree with this per se completely, but it would be what they call the uh, uh, replacement theology uh, belief of looking at it. Um, in that Christians are actually the heirs because we're spiritual Israel now. Um, but you know, that's I, basically where I line up. Yeah. I is mean, there, I friends, I, is there something special about it though? Like, do you like move there? And if it's like the right time, like you can fly or something like what's the, do no. you get like extra saved? If you just happen to be in the, the Holy land at some point, no. like, I, I this like, is what is the from... point of fighting over it at all? Uh, I don't think there is it personally. I mean, I guess you're asking this to John. So, <laughs> um, I mean, they would like sure. Think... Let's say let's say it's the Christians' land. Okay, but like, what happened? You like move there, and you like, is there some perk of at what being time there, we did occupy? Like... At what time we did occupy it? It's just the land of. It's like um, it's like the land where. You know the the biblical Israelites. There's nothing special with having the land. It's not like it grants you anything. But you know, if your Messiah lived and died on that land, and if you know the Israelites, the true Israelites, like there's history with that land, right? It's like America. You know, we're American, right? But there's nothing special about the land of America just being born here, right? But no, but no one's like killing each other over to like who gets to live where the Mayflower landed. Uh, maybe eventually soon we have the second American Civil War over Trump. Possibly, I don't know. But there's, I still don't think they're gonna fight over. I mean, we had mani landed, we had manifest destiny, right? This I mean, is where Donald Trump cream pied. Uh, <laughs> 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 or, or, but I guess, or, or, 
where Donald Trump and FC molested Katie Johnson, you know, that, <laughs> that, that, you know, I mean, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but it could also be set up for biblical prophecy too. Right. So I'm not a hyper dispensationalist, obviously. But, but is there any biblical prophecy that's like, you have to be in this geographical area when this happens or some else? people, it depends who you ask dispensationalists. Yes. Uh, replacement hmm. theologists. No. So, I mean, as far as I know, because I was raised dispensationalist as fuck, dude. That's how I was written. Because there's hyper-dispensationalists and there's dispensationalists, right? Just like there's hyper-replacement of Israel around her neck at all times that has verses on it. Talking about, like my mom's a fucking nut, dude. Like hardcore Zionist to the fucking... Pre-tribulation like, rapture believer? Yes. Yeah, of course. Goes with dispensationalism. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. But like their, their whole thoughts on this are basically that like the entire world is going to start, uh, persecuting Israel. Uh, first, I, yeah, I'm trying to remember like the timeline because basically, uh, the whole world is going to start persecuting Israel. Uh, like the entire world is going to go to war with Israel. You know, it's funny, dude, because I've talked to some Orthodox Christians that like agree with this and they think that like, like, but they're on board. Like, like, and, because I've talked to like a couple like Russian Orthodox guys, like guys from like Russia, Russian mm -hmm. Orthodox guys, mm -hmm. not, not my, not my ortho bros, not my American ortho bros. I've never heard them say this, but like the real Russian Orthodox brothers have talked to me and said, they're like, no, is Israel's evil. And when that time comes, like Russia is going to attack Israel and it's going to be good. And like, we're well, going that would, well, that would make them, <laughs> I was well, like, that, well, that would make them, well, that would make them <laughs> Magog and Rus in the Bible. Yeah. If that's the case. So I'm just saying, so. No, I mean, they're ready. And they said they're super serious that the Russian Orthodox. That's Duganism. That's Duganism in action right there. Yeah. That's Duganism in action right there, brother. That's all I got to say about that. So. Well, it worked because they're ready. And I was talking to this guy. He's like, I've got my rifle ready. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, that, and, and I will say this. If we're seeing biblical prophecy unfold and the dispensationalists are correct to some degree, we might see uh, Ukraine fall to Putin, the war in the Middle East intensify, and then Putin and Russia will start heading towards Israel. Who's going to be the Antichrist? My, my, <laughs> my, my, is my, my, over my, under. My my over under bets are in is Donald Trump, Elon Musk is the false prophet. Dude, you you might be pretty close. I mean, unless Alex Jones is the false prophet. <laughs> can it can it not be that AI? Be. Can can AI be. be the Antichrist? No, I don't think so. Um, I think that's kind of a because me and my friend Billy Ray Valentine argue about that all the time. And there, there is the 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 Antichrist does have the image of the beast, which I it, the Bible does kind of allude it to being AI, which is separate from the Antichrist itself. So I believe the Antichrist is a person that becomes possessed by Satan, right? And then and then you have the false prophet, which kind of um, uh, kind of you know because the world doesn't again most people have their ideas of the antichrist based off of tim LaHaye's cmp left behind series okay it's a bunch of garbage all right it's like it's not even biblical all right and so like the world doesn't fall in love into the with the antichrist until after Don't he's resurrected Kirk cameron he's so dreamy yeah i mean that that's what they that's what they fall in love with or you have the nicholas cage version i don't know but anyway um you know when when the antichrist gets a mortal head wound and then gets resurrected right that's when the world falls in love with the Antichrist. It isn't actually up until then. 
Okay. And so my guess is, is, and I'm theorizing here, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. I think it might be possible that the Antichrist, maybe Trump, they get a head wound and then they get a Neuralink put into them. He dies and fucking comes back via Neuralink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm on board. Because it, no, it specifically says that the Antichrist is going to be assassinated. He's going to be fucking. I mean, at least that's what I was taught. Yes, he gets him. Yes, he gets. Yes, yeah. he gets him. It's in the back. He gets murdered, and then he, he does a fake Christ. He pulls out like Jesus, like this, and he like and he comes back and gets resurrected. But like, you're absolutely right. This, this is JFK. Christ. We're talking of JFK Jr. No, RFK he's going to come Jr. back and as like a right like a new Christ. Maybe, but I mean, it would have to have been on the third day, buddy. Like he should have pulled it. Like he waited oh, too okay. long for the reveal. For the okay. Antichrist, it's instantly almost. We are within a certain time period. It's not within three days. Um, and then and the world. He's like, going to defile. He's going to come back, and this is when his evil is going to be exposed. So he's he's supposed to be like a peacemaker. He's supposed to be like uh, like actually bring peace to the Middle East. People are going to think that he's Christ. He's, they're going to think he's the Messiah. The, the people are going to be screaming peace, peace, peace. He's going to be the. He's going to be like I've heard NATO talk about this because they they do that great incantation where they talk about um, the cosmic Christ. The great invocation. Yeah, the great invocation. That's right, invocation where they're talking about the cosmic Christ. Yeah, and it's it is really fucking fascinating, man. Um, I, yeah, I don't know who they're gonna try to pull it off, but Elon Musk would be pretty interesting. I think Donald Trump would be uh, the ideal candidate because I think he'll be there. And they they've already talked about him and his Jerusalem Accords and getting close to bringing peace to the to the Middle East. And Jared Kushner's a fat fucking Zionist, and so is all of his fucking right wing weird entourage. He's gonna turn on because the weird thing about Trump is is he, from one mouth he praises them. But the other mouth, he's like, you could tell he does not like them. It's the weird, like, have you seen where he was like, just going off on BB? He's completely like, oh, he's, you know, just telling the truth about him, you know? And then, and then later they had to rein him in and he stopped, right? And then he was like, oh, I love Israel. I love Zionism. I love BB, you know? And so he's got this double speak where at times he'll say the Zionist language. Well, and because every single person can get what they want out of Trump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of them, dude. Yeah, they get the soundbite that they want. Yeah. Very Antichrist-like. If, if he's not the Antichrist, he is a Antichrist. I will definitely dude, say that. Wouldn't it be funny if Alex Jones was his fucking prophet? Maybe. Maybe. You might not be wrong. You might not be wrong. Oh, no. No, we are the globalists. He said that. He said that. Alex Jones has said that before. Literally. Yeah, buddy. I agree with you. Uh, my wife is going to kill me. I got to get going, boys. Um, let's let's throw some plugs. John, tell everybody. Uh, we love you, buddy. Tell everybody about yourself. You know, where can we find you? What's the best place to support you? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, we read the documents on Odyssey. I've been kicked off of YouTube. Um, it's I, I have some backup channels on YouTube, but how long they're going to be up, I don't know. Um, uh, but, uh, you can find me, we've read, read the documents on, um, uh, Patreon on Substack, um, and, uh, we've underscore red on Twitter and we've underscore red on Gorf social. That's where you guys can find me. Um, until eventually, I guess the internet, I guess in, in the cards of this next year, some cyber attack that's going to take down everything. That's what they tell me. So I don't know. The big solar flare. Yeah. 
whatever that the big solar flare the 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 cyber attack the i guess we have a civil war movie where i guess we even discussed that where uh nick offerman ron swanson is playing the trump-like uh uh, 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 president, and the world, the United States is coming against them, and somehow Texas and California form an alliance with Florida against the conservative pr- president. That's obviously Trump. It's like, okay, like this. Come on, what weak sauce is this? When, when in a world would Florida, California, and Texas come together? That's silly. So that would be an interesting band of misfits. Well, if we're talking it? about Broward County. <laughs> Or, my, or Miami. Well, same same difference. True, yeah. I mean, I know it's Dade, but it's like same difference. That is true. That is true. Thomas, what are you plugging tonight? Uh, just ParanoidAmerican.com. I got a whole bunch of sticker sheets now that are up. Uh, I've got a Hunter Biden meth mouth sticker sheet. I've got a whole bunch. I got a... I don't even know if I've got any around me. Yeah, I actually got a bunch. So this one's a, a holographic Jim Jones Jonestown sticker sheet. This is a fun one. Oh man, I got so many. Oh here, you guys will like the old guys appreciate this one. This is the Waco sticker sheet with a little branch Davidian flag. It's got the little dead rabbit, right? Because they played the dead rabbit noises in the middle and of the night. And the glow in the dead it? FBI agent. Yep, there's there's an ATF agent. There's a quarter stock because uh, Koresh was jamming out too. Here's his Bible with the seven seals that are opened. So, yeah, there's the tank that totally accidentally nobody expected that to set fire to the compound, even though it had happened previous times and they had warned them about it. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a David Koresh Branch Davidian ATF FBI sticker sheet before. If you have, please let me know. But otherwise... I have not. Uh, yeah, Get Guinness Book is going to be here next week, and I'm going to be setting records across the board. I'm, I also believe I'm the Guinness Book first to do a Joe Biden meth mouth sticker sheet and a Joe Biden, or no, Hunter Biden, sorry, party pack. No one else, I think, has made these before. And this is number 33, so if you're like extra evil and naughty, you can get this, this hand numbered 33. There's even like a little dime bag in there with some residue. I don't even know what's in there. So yeah, that's that's what I got going on now. I love it, dude. That's the fucking best. Um, I didn't upload any of your fucking music yet, and I'm going to tonight so Bastard. we can fucking play some because uh, Thomas has come up with some fucking awesome music that he's been making. So we should be we're done. We'll talk about it later. I think we have an episode if coming up. You can out. search for it on uh if yeah. you I think at this point yeah, iTunes and Spotify. Dude. Just look for Adrenochrome Queen. Uh, that'll that'll be the gateway drug to all the rest of them that I'll be dropping. But in by January, I should have two albums on iTunes and Spotify. One is called uh, it's 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 not Parmesan cheese; it's something else. But it's uh there's one called Clinton's Greatest Hits, fourteen unique songs all about Clinton body count. Is there's Hillary Clinton Creepin'. the Adrenochrome Cream Queen? She is Hillary Clinton I know is the Adrenochrome it. Queen. I also have a song on the album called uh, What Did You Cough Up? What Was In That Cup? That's the full name of the title. And it's the hook is What Did You Cough Up? What Was In That Cup? Uh, was it Flemmer? Was it Snot? What Made Your Body Rot? It's a great song. It's very catchy. All of them are catchy. And another one called Cult Classics. And it's got a song about Heaven's Gate, one about Jonestown, one about Nexium. All your favorite cults. I got songs about all of them. Yeah, dude, they're fantastic. I've been bumping that one. I think, is it the Jonestown one you sent me? It's fucking great, dude. 
They're all yeah. they're all bangers, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. So hopefully by the next episode we'll have that fucking ready for you guys. And uh, anyways. Everybody, we love you. Check us out, realitiesars at gmail.com. If you want to send us email, hate mail, love mail, all that. If you want to say that I'm a piece of shit, go for it. Send me an email. We love it. We love them, all of them anyways. You can send me dick pics, whatever you want. And then also, uh, yeah, follow us on Rockfin and all the dumb places. I'll try to get better at posting on fucking Rumble, but they're not user friendly. It's it's annoying to fucking post on they there. Suck. But I'm you gotta drop upload it. one at a time. It takes like three hours. It's a pain. It sucks, dude. But I mean, you can listen to us on Spotify until they get rid of us. And uh, we love you guys. And you guys are fucking awesome. Thank you, everybody in the chat that's been schizo posting with us. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everyone. Thank you, John. We appreciate you, man. God bless. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. So you've decided to listen to the Reality Czars podcast. How brave of you. Nate and Paranoid American may think that they're merely discussing cryptozoology, interdimensional realities, and crude humor. But know this. Listening to this podcast puts you on a certain list. The Clinton body count, if you will. The truths they reveal are not for the faint of heart, nor the blissfully ignorant. Listen, if you dare, but remember, some doors, once opened, cannot be closed. And now, your hosts, those audacious explorers of forbidden knowledge, the reality czars, Nate and Paranoid American, 